Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That On a Saturday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Deezer, Stitcher. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing. I don't have to keep telling you that. The All Even Wave, get on that wave. I'm about to start snatching phones and just hitting that subscribe button for y'all. You know what I mean? Like, don't let me have to go there. Lots to get into. NBA playoffs are booming. We're going to talk about the Hawks and the Bucks. We're going to talk about the Clippers and the Suns. Phone the Friend is back. I'm excited about that. We have a special guest as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. I am miserable. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I am completely miserable. So I need to get this off my chest before I can continue the show. <laughs> I, can't, I had a long night. The Islanders, they lose one nothing, Game 7, a chance to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And we lose on a short-handed goal. The pain. The pain. I... I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know why my sport teams don't love me back. I just don't get it. This this one hurt more than a lot of them. This this one's bad. This one's bad. <sighs> so I just had to get that out. Moving on. Moving on. The NBA has had some coaching changes. Some changing of the guard, if you will. And none of these coaching decisions or hires have impressed me much, except one. Rick Carlisle going to the Pacers, that impressed me. But I I got some questions, man. I got some questions about Chauncey Billups going to Portland. Like, I I don't really know... Anything about his coaching acumen? Is he good? Is he bad? I don't I don't know. And is that gonna prevent Dame from leaving? I don't know. I don't think so. They need more than just Chauncey Billups. So that that hire to me is like a C. The other one is Jason Kidd to the Mavs. I I like the move, but a lot of people are killing this move. Oh, Jason Kidd is terrible. He's a bad coach. You saw what he did in Brooklyn. You saw what he did in Milwaukee. But 
Here's my issue about Jason Kidd and Brooklyn. It was an old-ass team he was coaching in Brooklyn, got them to the playoffs. Milwaukee, they were young, inexperienced. He was the one that allowed Giannis to be able to control the ball, handle the ball, be the point forward, if you will. So he did a lot of good things as a coach. I'm not saying that he's the he's Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich, but to say that he's a terrible coach, I, I don't I don't really get that part. So I, I like that higher, but a lot of people didn't. So, you know, if I'm going to grade it, I'll grade it, uh, you know, I'll grade that like a B. But people are giving that a D, F. They don't, they don't like Jason Kidd at all. And and listen, I get it. I understand that his his history is a little checkered in regards to domestic violence and all that. So, you know, people people have every right to have their opinion about that. That's fine. But I'm just talking about from a mere coaching standpoint. But here's the here's the question that I have. I know a lot of guys say that, listen, there's only 30 jobs out there to get. If you can be able to get one, go get it. I kind of disagree. Because sometimes taking a job that's not a great job just to take it can really put a damper on the rest of your career. Like, if it goes bad... Guys are always going to look at that situation and say, yeah, he didn't handle that correctly. Like, look at Jason Kidd. His Brooklyn fiasco with the water, the cup, and all that. You know, the the the, the unsuccessful years in Milwaukee. It's, it's lasted with him for this long. So sometimes taking jobs just to take it isn't the right move either. And also... It's about the personnel. Is this franchise capable of giving you a winner? Of providing you with the resources that you need to succeed as a coach? A lot of times these organizations, they'll hire a guy, okay, come fix it. But there's a lot more systemic issues of why this franchise is this bad. Has nothing to do with the coach. Look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans are without a coach. Stan Van Gundy got fired. They're looking for another guy. Jacques Vaughn looks like he's going to be the leading candidate for that. But is that a good job? I'd say no. Because for one reason, you have some entitled young players over there. Guys like Zion. Guys like Brandon Ingram. Guys that don't really... They're not embracing whatever system the coach has in play. They're not playing passionate defense. They're not doing what they have to do on both sides of the floor. So what coach is going to actually go in there and be able to get those guys to understand what they're talking about? Can't get an old school guy in there, right, because they're past their time. They they don't know how to get through to these young players. You can't get a younger guy in there because maybe they don't have respect for that guy because he hasn't been around as long. It's really, really a double-edged sword. It's, it's tough. So I would say that this is not a desirable job. And that's just with the team. Let's talk about the systemic issues in the front office. Yeah, they have uh, uh, David Griffin there, but is the ownership really concerned about building a contender? No, they never have been. 
every star player that's gone through there has been, they haven't been happy. Rumors are circling that, that uh, Zion's family is not happy as well. Whether that's true or not, we'll find out in the coming months and years. But there's systemic issues that are going on with that franchise. Let's go ahead and go to Washington Wizards. Sam Cassell, respected guy. I, I hope that he gets the job. But I don't really necessarily want him to take that job. Why? Because the roster's bad. And there's systemic issues within that front office. GM is not really that, that great. They haven't drafted well. Ownership hasn't been that solid as well. So they have issues other than the head coach. Now, can Sam Cassell be in there and change the culture on the court? Possibly. But are they capable of getting better talent here to help him change the culture here? That's the problem. You see, when Mark Jackson got his first coaching opportunity in Golden State, that franchise was ready to change. They were ready to build a winner, build a contender. Yeah, it didn't work out for Mark in regards to different ideologies, but they were willing to build the team and build the resources and the rest is history. You saw exactly what Golden State did. You see what they continue to do. And there you see them trying to rebound and find that find that spark again now, right? But those are franchises that you can be able to say, okay, I'm willing to go there because they have a track record of getting it together. Washington has been a dumpster fire for decades. The Gilbert Arenas era, they were good on the court, but man, did they have locker room issues. Man, did they have leadership issues. Man, did they still have front office issues. So this is not something that, is a one-time fix. They need a complete overhaul in regards to philosophy and how they go about building that franchise. So sometimes just getting a job as a head coach, is it is it really worth it sometimes to go into a situation that you're not set up to, to win? You're more set up to fail? And then when you do fail, you're not going to get another opportunity. Look at a guy like Lloyd Pierce in Atlanta. He was given a bad hand. He's given a bad team. Young players have to figure it out. They don't win. They start off slow this season. He gets canned. Nate McMillan takes over. Listen, you know we all know where the Hawks are right now. But can we honestly see Lloyd Pierce getting another opportunity anytime soon? No. So was it actually the right move to make for him to take on that challenge? Probably not. Because maybe he's going to have to wait another six, seven, eight, nine, ten years to get another chance. Or maybe he'll never get another opportunity. Maybe guys will just look at him as just an assistant coach. If you want to put that in your regular life in regards to a comparison, for context, you haven't worked in a while and then you go ahead and you go work for this guy who stiffs you on checks and it's more work than you're getting paid and you know it's just not a great environment okay yes you needed the money but are you gonna sit there and allow somebody to denigrate you all but all because you need a check nah screw that you're gonna leave that job and say i'm gonna find another one i'm all right i'll figure it out like you know what i'm saying like sometimes it just don't 
it don't really make sense to take certain positions. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much you may need something or want something or aspire to be something, that situation ain't for you. And a lot of these coaches need to realize they need to be smart with what they do, especially my African-American coaches. You see, these, these white coaches, they wait for opportunities. They wait for certain opportunities to come up because they know that they're going to get certain opportunities. While the black coaches, they got to they gotta take whatever is given to them, kind of like back in the day when they used to just throw scraps out there and say, hey, take that back to your family. You know what I mean? Like, just give you whatever. Like, nah. So coaches, black coaches, coaches in general should definitely really vet a place and say, is this the right situation for me? Because if I get fired from this location, am I going to get a job right away or are they going to label me as a failure because I failed here? It's very, very important. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with fellow podcaster Raul Escano on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, don't make it the joint. What's up? All Even? All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this joint up, man. All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump on the podcast, right? Yeah, only Shout even. Shout out to all even podcast. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Is he? 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 Call him up, 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 call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, but all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a fellow podcaster like myself. He's the co-host of On the Clock down there in Tampa. Welcome to the show, my man Raul Escano. What's going on, sir? I appreciate you having me, bro. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on, man. Like I yeah, said, man. I'm a big fan. I like I, I like your energy. I like the energy that you have on your show. It's kind of similar to what I bring to my show, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, no. It, listen, man, I've listened to, the, like, the last, I think it was, like, the last 10 of yours. Yeah. And, like, I was telling you before we jumped on, I totally agree with you with Ben Simmons and every right. all your views. Like, right. it's the same energy, man. Right. It's the same energy. So it's good stuff, man. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Definitely, man. Definitely. So I guess, you know, let's start off with in regards to, you know, your social media stuff where people can find you. Yeah, sure. So so on social media, it's really, we don't have a good Twitter presence. Twitter's hard to... I guess to, it's to tough. Get, yeah. yeah, it's tough to get popping. You got to have like some political stuff going on or something. <laughs> but on, on Instagram, you can find us anywhere on all on all social media at on the clock radio. Um, Instagram is where I'm probably the most at um, just because I got like 17,000 followers on. Right, there. right, right. You live you know on Instagram. Saying? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I like this one. I'm going I'm, <laughs> I'm to stay on here and promote more here. So right. but you can find me anywhere. And if you want to jump on to mine on the clock radio or on the clock 20 at gmail.com and 
shoot me an email, man. I, I got no problem talking. Just like you did, Barry, man. I was so happy. I was like, oh, shoot, heck yeah. Let me jump on another one, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Listen, I would love to be on the show, man. So, you know, anytime Come, oh, you want to set that up. Say less, man, because I'm I already I already got in my mind when which episode you're going to be on because it's going to be on the <laughs> finals when we figure out who's who's the best out of the West and who's the best out of the East right, and right, all right, that right. stuff. So I'm ready. Right, right, right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, you know, how, how I like to start my show as well is like, you know, let's get some background in regards to like, you know, where you're from, you know, how you started and all of this. So, you know, the floor is yours, my man. Sure, man. So uh, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, man. I joined the military. Uh, well, I played college ball, just like many kids in Florida. The, the one thing you got to do is play sports or, right. or or just become a UPS driver. Like, that's the only two. Uh, like, you're either an Amazon driver, you're a UPS driver, or that's it. You go right. play sports. Uh, so I played sports up to college. And one of those stories that wasn't a success story. Um, I was telling you, man, I, I got my scholarship taken away from me because yeah. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in school, which right, right. I think God wanted me to that way. That way I could teach my sons not to be you know, an idiot like their father. Absolutely. So, um, but anyway, I joined the military, I spent 15 beautiful years in there, man. Wow. Uh, I served in Iraq. I did six tours. Um, I did convoy duty uh, for the Air Force, did it with the Marine Corps and the, and the, and the Army as well. Um, I loved every second of it, man. But it was time to transition into something else. I got hurt a little bit, so I couldn't really recover. So I joined, uh, so I, they moved me here to Tampa. I've been here ever since, man. I've been here for about, shoot, 12 years now. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my man. God, it's beautiful here. I love it. That's what's and, up. Yeah, man, and the podcast got started. Man. You're going to laugh. When the pandemic hit, I was stuck at home. So me and my, me and my coaches, I coach at Jefferson High School, and um, we were like, look, we got to do something good for the kids because they got their spring football taken away. Mm. And if anybody knows high school football, spring ball is really where the college coaches come out to really, like, make that push to, to recruit you. Okay. So they got taken away, so they couldn't do nothing. So what we started doing was we're doing these Zooms like we're doing here, and, and um, freaking I started just hitting up coaches, man, on Instagram and then on, on Twitter, like, yo, my spring got taken away. Would you like to come talk to the kids? The very first coach that we ever got to talk to, bro, was the Chicago Bears wide receiver coach, Mike Fury. Oh, that's what's up. Uh, oh, my God. He, I sent him a message, and three minutes later, he's like, absolutely, send me the link right now. That's dope. That's and dope. I was like – Whatever you want, sir. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And ever since then, even even now, Mike still text messages. Hey, how's the kids? How's everybody going? I'll be in Florida. I would like to come to the school and talk to them oh, face cool. to face. So he's been really dope, man. But we've been doing that with all kinds. Baylor, uh, DB coaches, um, Kentucky. So me and my friends were like, yo, you got a knack for BSing with people, man. <laughs> and so you might want to start a little podcast, man. And that's how it started. We, we did it. And then 20,000 downloads later and, and all this other stuff, man, it's been... It's been good this past year, man. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Shouts to you. You know, the fact Appreciate that, you know, coaching, coaching is, is the, the ultimate give back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the fact yeah. that, you, you know, you, you're doing that. Trust me, man. Like you're, you're in a small class of special people in this world because you know, we need, it. we need more people out there to be able to pass on that knowledge and teach these kids and show them the way, because there's a lot of kids out there that are lost. They don't even know that they have a talent in something. And as coaches, you know, you can be able to, you know, harness that talent, get it out of them right. so they can be able to experience a different, you know, a different life. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. And, and you. pushing, thank you, sir. Pushing that forward, man. Every kid is not going to be, you know, they're not going to be OBJ. They're not right. going to be, you know, they're not, it's just not going to happen, but that's okay. Right. Like that's not the, that's not the whole, the whole thing about why I'm coaching. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing football, but I'm living a great freaking life because, exactly. you know, I'm healthy. got my kids you know, good job, good, all this stuff. So I want to teach the kids that you don't have to just, you know, play sports to, to know discipline, time management, structure. You don't need all that stuff just to play sports. You need to do that no matter what you're doing until you right. be a better father, uncle, brother. 
Absolutely. So that's the and then sure enough, it's funny, man. I spend more time teaching kids that than football. Right. And I've won five championships in a row. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like in Little League, and and we've been successful everywhere we've been just on that philosophy, teaching culture. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Listen, culture is important, man. You know, exactly. once you instill that into a kid, they understand that, you know, the value of themselves and right. they, can, they can be able to give more. Like the fact that you're doing that, they're willing to run through a wall for you. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's what you're instilling in them, man. So I got, I got kids to this day that will come to the house when they, when they come back from college or technical school or whatever, they knock on the door. It's like, Hey, Coach, y'all cooking breakfast still? Because we cook. <laughs> me, my, my wife cooks every Sunday. She yeah. cooks. She makes biscuits. You know, we're old school, so we cook the biscuits, the sausage, the eggs, right. the pancakes. So if you ever come to Florida, bro, you're more than welcome to come get a plate and, and, oh, yeah. and eat up. Oh, man. we Don't we, don't, we, don't do that to me. If you bro, we do it up over here, bro. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> we do it up over here. I'm telling you. So the kids still come to this day, man. And they're, they're you know, some of them got kids. You know what I mean? And, right. and I've coached them since they were eight, nine, and then they moved on to be men. And they, I got guys that work for the city of Tampa that come back here to wow, wow. eat breakfast with me and talk, you know, junk with me a little bit. So yeah. it's, it's pretty fun, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Thank but you. yeah, you definitely, you definitely do have the gift of gab. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, of I, course. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the fact that you, you, you realize that turn it into a podcast. So now, and you're very successful, like, you know, do 20,000 downloads. That's, that's amazing. You know, your, your, it is. your Twitter, your, I mean, excuse me, your Instagram following. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so continue to do that. Um, thank you. And, the, and, and being in the service, man, you know, thank you for your service. Oh, that, thank you for the support, man. For, you know, that's very important as well, man. You know, that, that experience must have been crazy for you. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it taught me how to be a man, bro. I thought I was a man at 21 until you go to basic and then you go, then they give you a weapon and tell you, hey, right. man, you got to go to Iraq. And then there's right. people looking at you like, I'm finished. Well, I mean, you know what? My that I think about it, it's probably a lot like Miami. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, it, it taught me how to be a man, taught me how to take care of family and taught yeah. me how to be more than just, you know, selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be, be selfless, basically. So definitely, it was definitely, a good experience, man. man. Now nah, it's crazy, man. The fact that you, you know, you said about the pandemic. I pretty much started in the pandemic as well. I went to school. Yeah. I went to school for the, in the Connecticut School of Broadcasting out here in Long Island. They have a campus and mm. graduated in October of 19. You know, had my plan set up because they had resources and everything lined up for you. Pandemic mm. hit, school shut down, mm. no more resources. So I'm looking like I got to do something. You know what I mean? Right. Started right. a podcast in July, and you know what I'm saying? It's been, it's definitely been fun, man. So good, man. And then let's, and let's keep building off of that. I think a lot of people with podcasts too, man. You know, I'm, I don't know about you. I've met a couple that are like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do podcasts. And they have their own podcast. But I think we all need to build together and try to, you know what I'm saying? Make a storm, make, make it like a, a stampede towards Sirius XM or, or ESPN. Like, yo, bro, I can do this too. Like, Absolutely. Shannon Sharp is not the only one that can talk junk. Facts, facts. I mean, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I have my little podcast community of people that, that, you know, we, we, we have our own stuff and we collab. So, you know, you're just, you're just going to be another person in that, you know, Perfect. So yeah, I, man, I absolutely. That we can be able to reach out and, 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 you know, discuss sports and, and really connect and help each other, man. So I absolutely. definitely appreciate that. Definitely, yeah, man. Definitely. Appreciate so, it, man. So let's, let's segue into some, some hoops, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it, man. You know, there's some, there's some interesting stuff. Like I, I've I've called these playoffs, Raul, Bizarro mm -hmm. Land. It is the, the you know Twilight Zone NBA playoffs version. Like what I'm seeing right now, and I want to know if you agree. Especially, let's talk. Let's talk about the 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 Bucks and the Hawks series first. Okay. You know, Trey Young goes off 48 points in Game One. Uh, you know, that was a huge, you know, huge issue to me or for me, because as a as a guy that watches the game and how I watch it differently, a coach should never allow a guy to go off like that. Ever. Right? 
Yeah. Game two, we saw exactly what happened. Trey struggles. Giannis has a great game. The Bucks blow them out. They blow the doors off of them. Like, what are your thoughts about how Coach Budenholzer for the Bucks has approached these playoffs and also this series? I, well, so every coach knows their team a little bit. I, I'll tell you what, game one, you're right. Trey Young going off 48 points is ridiculous. Watching him do the shimmy uh, right before he shoots a three, you're like, okay, come on. So, right, somebody, somebody got to take a technical at that point. So, yeah, at I mean? some point, somebody's got to, you know, go old school and yeah. slap his wrist. Come, it's like, stop doing what you're doing. But uh, you're right. I think game two, the coach, and, I, and I'll get to your question. I just, I think the coach figured out, man, we're just, we're just bigger. Like right. we're bigger than Atlanta. Exactly. So why are we letting these little guys run all over the place? Exactly. Be a little bit more physical and use your body. Like we're bigger than these guys. There's no Facts. reason why these guys should even be here right now. Facts. Um, so that that's why I, th I think the coach, but the coach letting him go off for of 48, I have no idea what the suggestion, like, I don't know if he doesn't want to, because basketball is a funny sport to me. Um, well, all professional, really, but basketball the most, because once once they get to that 15, 20 mark, you kind of see guys like, I'm not running down the court. I'm right. not going down there. I don't care if he shot the two. I don't even. So then, like, we'll just live for another game. And they just allow it to happen, whatever happened, to happen. I'm more like the old school coach, like, no, no, no. The start is you dug us into this 40-point deficit. You're going to you're gonna keep playing right. and do your minutes until you get me out of here or put up some points. Right. But coaches ain't like that. I don't know why he allowed Trey Young to go off. I don't know if he's he's just inexperienced at that time, like not figuring out, or, or he didn't have the, the adjustment to figure it out. But he should Trey Young, no player should get 48 points like that. No, I mean, unless you're Kevin Durant or somebody, you know what I mean? Right. Not Trey Young, especially with that bald spot on his head. Like, there's no way I'm letting a dude that's his hair's thinning in the back. <laughs> right. Like, don't, don't, you know, you you thin in the back, you're like right. 140 pounds. Right, right, right. Give right. me on me in this game, like yo. If listen, I'm from Queens. Like you're not gonna do that. Right. You're not gonna do that. You're right. not gonna do that in the court. No. And I'm no. I'm a Florida guy, man. Cause we're competitive as hell. You, right. you can play dominoes or cards. It doesn't matter. You're not gonna beat us like that, man. It just ain't gonna happen. So right. some adjustments you could have had. I'll flip the table over something. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'll come up with some excuse. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know who. But to go back to, let me canter with this. Who could they have put on on Trey Young to be like, yo, we trust you to stop him? Because I saw three different guys switch on him. And they played off him like they dared him to shoot. Yeah. And he just had one of those nights where everything was falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you in regards to that sense, in regards to like, who are you going to put on him? But yeah. as a coach, you got to know your personnel. That's the yeah. first thing you, you know what I'm saying. As a coach, you have to double that kid. Absolutely. Let, some, let Kevin Herter beat you. Let, let Jason, you know, John Collins, let, let everybody else beat you except right. the superstar. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we all know that the dude can play. We yeah. all know that he can get buckets. So what yes. he did in game one is not a shock. It's a shock that as a coach, you allowed that to happen. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, and you're right. You're right about that. Cause you could call doubles traps, whatever you want to call to get this dude, not to have a trap right. him at the half core point. Like you're right. You're right about that. And force him to kick it back out. I, like you said, me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm throwing the Gatorade bottle at him <laughs> just to make sure he don't drop 48. Like there's no way you allow it to happen as a coach. Right. But I don't know if it's inexperience. I don't know if that's just like an NBA culture thing because I, I would you see it a I, lot. I think that's what it is. I think that's what you hit the nail right on the head, Raul, in regards yeah. to like it's it feels like an epidemic in the NBA that every coach in the league right now, especially in the playoffs, what I've seen. Like I've been watching basketball my entire life. I have never seen bad coaching like this in every particular <laughs> round. I know in my life. It like gets I've worse seen and some worse. bad decisions, man. And it's just like <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, I've never, you know what? You're right, man. I haven't seen, shoot. I, and I mean, I, I love sports so much. I'm a football guy, but I love it watching 
basketball forever. Right. I've never seen anything like it either. It, but again, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, let me let me throw this at you. We were having a conversation, right? You know, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. barbershop conversations, right? right. So we had the, my sons are getting cut up and uh, we're all having a conversation about, well, it, they think it's a conspiracy. And I was like, what you mean? It's like, well, all the NBA big stars kind of like wanted to get out the first round because they were not happy with playing a season and then playing the season again in 30 days. Mm -hmm. Like they vocalized it. So they're like, well, forget it. I want to get some rest. Let them do who cares who wins. And they think it's a conspiracy theory as far as what is it. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's, that's, I guess, but I don't know. I just think, I just think the culture of NBA is just changed completely. Like for instance, nobody takes pride in defense anymore, man. Nah, they don't. I mentioned this a hundred times on podcast. When the hell have you ever seen 145 to 146 victory? Right. I'm like, that's an all-star game. Why are we watching yeah. nobody do defense? The only guy that I've I've taken pride in watching, and I know everybody hates him, is Patrick Beverly. Like, I like how this dude is a jerk on the, on the court. Like, he's annoying as hell. Like, you know the what I'm saying? The chain lead is what I call him. Right, 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 right. And he and what he did to Devin Booker the other night, and I don't know if it's the mask or whatever, but frustrating him, getting in his head, and he doesn't let him go anywhere on the court unless he's right next to him. Like, that's old Robin style. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So I don't know, bro. I, it's funny. As a coach, you, you don't let a guy get off like that, man, ever. You know? Of course, of course, I agree with you. So, yeah, so who do you think is going to win this series in regards to the Hawks and the uh, and the Bucks? Well, I think the Bucks figure it out. I think they, uh, I think it's game. You know, I know it's only two games, but I think they figured out like, oh shit! Like if we play big man on these guys, we're done. Right. Like we we could just dominate on them in the paint. We're fine. Like they stop shooting these three pointers right. and you take your jumpers, but get inside the paint. They're yeah. too small. They there's no way for them to defend us. And then you get a Giannis night like he did. You know what I'm saying? I even saw his brother take a nasty dunk. I don't know if Yo, you saw that. Listen, like, the fact the fact that he's getting minutes, I'm, I was like. <laughs> He don't never play. Now that they put him in the game, bro, not not minutes, bro. He took a quarter. Them dudes, it was a you got to he got to play a whole quarter in the NBA, man. Well, listen, in the fourth you, quarter, when you're up forty, you yeah. can do that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to go change to my outfit that I came to the game with. I mean, there's no reason for me to sit on this bench right now. Right, right. I've hey, done right. my night in three quarters. The whole five, the whole star five should have been in street clothes at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, be done. The ultimate disrespect. Like we're done, man. Let's let's get on the plane. We got we got to right. go somewhere, man. This is we, ridiculous. Or we got we got cast at Atlanta flight in like in like a half hour. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. You know that you know that midnight child that that, that hangs up in a little bit. Let's let's get going here, man. We're trying to get the Waffle House. Oh my God, man. Yeah, you, yeah. Nah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Though. I think, you know, I was. I kind of stayed away from predictions because yeah. my predictions were just going off the rails. Because like, yeah, 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 I expect this team to win and then they don't win. So it's like, I'm kind of hesitant. I still want to see how it plays out in Atlanta. I think the Bucs can be able to get one at Atlanta. Yeah. And, you know, if they get two, then, you know, then, then it's, a, it's a different series. So, you know, because right. the, the, the thing with the Bucs is that they play so stupid. Like, you know, there's times where you're like, okay, they understand the formula. Then they'll go back to shooting a, uh, a gazillion threes I and know, man. Team back in the game. So, you know what I'm saying? It's we'll frustrating. see. It's yeah. frustrating to watch. Yeah. And if you were upset about that, didn't you? Were you upset? You, I know you were upset about the 76ers, but as far as Doc Rivers, Yo. are you upset with him as far as what he's what he's done with Ben or that whole situation? Because I know I remember listening to the podcast and what you were saying about swing on Ben Simmons. I completely agree. Five <laughs> points is not enough. Right. Um, I did a little podcast for 30 minutes. I went on a rant. Yeah. Ben Simmons, because I could not, yeah, I could not stand the fact that we we told this guy he's an all star. You know right. what I'm saying? But um, you must have been upset with Doc, because I was upset with Doc. Like if I'm seeing a guy, you know, you got you know going to the third quarter and you got two points, we got a problem. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, I've always, I've always been very critical of Doc Rivers because mm -hmm. outside of the 
Hall of Fame big three that he had in um in Boston, winning that championship in 08. Right. He's come up short. Doc Rivers has lost nine game sevens in his career. Absolutely. Nine. He's, uh, how many he's lost three he's been what lost he was up three ones how many yeah, he's he lost, lost three like three three one leads so you know one with one with orlando and two with the clippers so right. you know this is a guy that when it comes to elimination games his teams don't produce when it yeah. comes to making the right decisions in a in a crucial game seven he tends to clam up yeah. So, you know, I said on my podcast, I, I don't remember which one it was. I said the scariest movie I've ever watched. It was. <laughs> is Doc Rivers in the game seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that. You're, you know right, you're, right, you're like, right. I don't want to yeah. say that. That is, you know, yeah, give me. Give watching me, The Conjuring. Yeah, give me The Conjuring. Con- give, yeah, yeah. give me, give me, give me Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't want to watch no Doc Rivers in the game seven. That's terrifying. Right, bro. You know oh. what I'm saying? So the thing is with me, I 100% agree with you, is that if you're a head coach, and you know that the previous head coach was trying to get this guy to shoot. Yeah. Your objective when you get this job is to sit down with this kid and say, listen, I need you to be more than what you are. Yeah. I need you to take that next step because if we don't, if we don't win, it's because you didn't take the step that we needed you to take. Right. And what we're seeing right now is exactly that. Embiid gave us a great series. Embiid gave us a great year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Runner up for MVP, average 30 points in that series. You know, the turnovers or the turnovers, whatever. It didn't it didn't necessarily kill them to lose the series. What killed right. them is the fact that Ben Simmons refused to shoot. It's not the fact that he, know, he can't shoot. He just doesn't want to shoot. And the right. thing is, growing up as a kid, the coaches will always tell you, I don't care if you're the best shooter or the worst shooter. As an offensive player, you have to shoot the ball. Because you got to keep shooting. You have to, allow, yeah. you have to give the, the, the defense – you have to let the defense respect you. Yeah. They have to go out there and say, okay, you know, he, he, he might have missed the last five shots. He's going to yeah. take this six shot, and he may knock it down. So we have to guard him. The fact that you're not shooting, you allow the defense to say, all right, cool, we know he's not going to score. We know he's not going to shoot the ball. We're just going to go double on, on MB. We're going to double this guy. going to double this guy. So now you're creating a mismatch and a disadvantage for your team. Yeah. You're letting your team down doing that. You know I what I'm saying? I totally so, agree. Yeah. And the thing is with me is like, I, I don't know how you come back to Philadelphia, right? Listen, we Philly fans are nuts. Bro, they like, booed Santa Claus, bro. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. It's these like, dudes is not going to be happy with him, man. Yeah. Like, I don't see how you're able to come back right. from that type of disappointment. Like the Hawks, listen, great team, great story. But there's no, they're not even in the same league as the Sixers in regards to physicality in regards and regards to talent. talent. Yeah, like yeah. that should never happen. We've seen that they had a they had a twenty point lead in Game Four. They was up twenty six in Game Five and lost both games. Like that don't make That's sense. How, so this this is this is this goes back to I think it's more than just basketball too. Right. I think there's a problem in that locker room. There's a problem yes. somewhere in that locker room. I agree. Ben Simmons, you're right, man. There is nothing more frustrating as a fan. Like I'm I'm a fan of just sports in general. There's nothing, and I, I wasn't going for the Sixers. I wasn't going for the Hawks. But like just everybody else, yeah. I want to watch a good game. Right. So when you see a guy that is underneath the basket, wide open. A, a normal routine, just let me lay this up. One, right. it goes back to high school, like yeah. one, two, three, up. Like it's just normal, and you pass it off, you kick it back out. Yeah, you, bro, you, you're right. There, you you are scared. Yeah. to go to the line. You're yeah. scared you, bro, to shoot the ball. 
and the and it wasn't like it was John Collins on his back or it was Capella. <laughs> it was Trey Young, 5'11 Trey Young coming on the strong side, and you pass it to a 6'4 Maxi. Like, bro, yeah. you're 6'10. All you you're gotta do is turn around and dunk it on his head and one. Go and you know what? And and if Doc Rivers, you know, like you said, knowing that there was a problem with this guy shooting, right? If you saw, because he sees it, he had all he had a whole season to, uh, or off right. season to see it. You right. saw that you're struggling. He's not where he's supposed to be. Then, damn it, you blanket this dude with everything else that he's supposed to do right. You're supposed to play harder on defense. Go, go, be aggressive, get into the basket, be that guy that we want to see. Because right. we've seen flares of of Ben Simmons, you know, like being really, really good. Yeah, facts. You see it, but God, did he disappear? And I, I don't know if it's just inexperience or. Or he just decided something I said in the locker room. And he's just like, man, forget this. I'm not even going to. And B, you know what? You you the best. You the, you the team. You let's see how you do this. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what it looked like. It looked like he wasn't even trying to play. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I, I think there's a couple of things going on, right? Like, yeah. I think the relationship between him and Embiid. I've, I haven't really heard anything. I I tend to just watch body language and, yeah. and watch how they how they communicate with each other and how they kind of like partner up and pair on the court. Right. They don't mesh well. No. Like, as as teammates, as you know, bro, they teammates. don't even high five when yeah, either like, one of them scores or gets to the line. They don't Nothing. mesh well, man. And, and right. so that's one part because you know, when Embiid is out, Simmons plays well. Mm-hmm. When Simmons yeah. is out, Embiid goes nuts, right? Yeah. But they never do it together. And that right. tells me that there's there's a there's a chemistry issue, right? That's one. Right. That's right. one. The second thing is that I think that this kid needs a sports psychologist. Like, I, I really do think that he needs that because what I'm seeing out of him, and I said this on my show, is that he may have the yips. Just like when Chuck Knobloch on the Yankees, when he was playing with the Yankees, the second baseman, he couldn't throw yeah. the first. Right. Couldn't throw the ball to first base. Like, and he's literally right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. there's something going on mentally with this kid that, you know, right. I don't think that he's – He's mentally strong right now to understand the importance, the level of importance that he was in. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, maybe, and you're right, man. You know, you hit on the head about psychology, man. You know, it could be like a Naomi Osaka thing where he's yeah. just, you know, depressed about something. You don't right. know. It could be that he that he loves Embiid, but maybe, you know, he's got some demons that he's working on. You're right. Either way, man. I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't perform like he was supposed to. It frustrated the crap out of me. Right. I was waking family members up here, like for me yelling at the screen, like I can't believe what's going on right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm serious, man, because I'm I'm yeah. that guy. I'm that I'm that sports fan. Right. Um. But yeah, it frustrated me too, man. And then to see the series and how the NBA has transformed this whole year, it's like, man, I don't remember basketball being like this. That's why I'm excited. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Uh, Not um, yet, bro. I, I don't. I'm excited for the rule change that they, that they possibly could have. Uh, and oh, you heard yeah. Oh, 100%. Man. Oh, like, my God. Let's get into that. Yeah, let's get into yeah. that. Bro, listen, I'm excited to the fact that the, that offense players can no longer, like, lean into you or, or cause, a, cause the, um, how can I say, it? initiate the contact. Like, right. you can't. I love the fact that you're going to go back to the old way. Like, this I is agree. not. Let's let's get rid of this bro, shit because they, it's they, not good 20, basketball. They're 20 years too late. Oh, you know I know. I know. You you built in a culture of everybody right. is supposed to swing their arms real high or I'm supposed to jump into you and then take the shot. Dwayne yeah. Wade made a career of it. Yeah. Um, no, uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for that to happen to see if what the NBA is going to be like going forward to right. try to change some of these rules back into, OK, let's 
let's change some of these, you know, the old Pistons freaking Bulls yeah. series, you know, type of rules. Let's just go back to that world. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, man. Like, you know, I, I completely agree in, in regards to, you know, that rule change was was it was desperately needed in, in, yeah. in the NBA. You know, you got kids, like you said, growing up, they are idolizing this style of basketball and they're capitalizing on it. Like, think about the guys that have really ascended because of these rule changes. Oh, yeah. James Harden is the king of this rule. <laughs> So, and, and the thing is, we're, we notice a difference with his game, right? Regular season, he puts up 40 points, 50 points. You know, he averages 36 points a game for a season. And he's putting up all these great numbers. Come playoff time, those numbers don't translate. Why? Because the game is called a little bit more physical, right? right. They allow right. more things to happen in, in right. the playoffs. He complains about it. Oh, it's not consistent. The NBA has always been like every playoffs in any sport, they kind right. of let the physicality go exactly. a little bit more in the playoffs because there's more at stake. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same so thing in the NFL. Yeah. Same thing in the NFL where the DBs are mad, right. you know, or the receivers are mad. Like, yeah, they're going to let you be a little bit more yeah. physical. They're going yeah. to let you grab a little bit more in the playoffs yeah. because, hey, listen, they, they as referees, they don't want to. They don't want to have an impact on the on the, outcome on the, game. Of the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when, if you're talking about a referee dead in the game, they didn't do their job. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. the NBA is definitely trying to get back to that, you know, the the whining, the complaining. We've seen more whining and, and complaining because of these softer rules in the NBA. Yeah. And now they're going back to, OK, listen, you, you're going to have to learn how to fight through contact a little bit. These are not fouls anymore. I really want to see guys like Trey Young, James Harden, you know, all of these guys that have predicated their games on getting those fouls how they adjust because as basketball players, you, if you're great, you're going to adjust to whatever rule changes out there. You're not going to complain about it. You're going right. to adjust. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Oh, I agree with you, man. It should be, it should be better going forward. Yeah. It should, at least for the, for the guys that remember what it was like before right. this James Harden era right, and right, all right. these guys. Cause you know what? You're right, man. I wonder if James Harden gets any scoring titles. If the rule was like that during the season. Well, I think you know yeah, I mean? they, they, not 100% agree with you. I think his scoring titles, I, I think He's talented enough to probably get one. Yeah. You know, okay. yeah. however many, ha I think he has yeah. what, three or four right now. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't think he has that many. I think he still gets one because he's that talented, but you know, the, the rule changes, he's, he's been the poster child of, of, of this, uh, of this era. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, man. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I definitely want to chime into this as well. Mm -hmm. um, I had a strong opinion about the NBA starting the season so early yeah 71 day turnaround from the time that the championship was over because of the tv deals they got to recoup some money i understand from a business side right but yeah. i'm a player like i was an athlete so i always am going to side 95 percent of the time with the athletes and it's like to me i felt that the nba sacrificed their players just a little bit to make sure that they recoup some of that bread that they lost in the, in the pandemic. A lot of teams, like, listen, teams across the world lost money. It yeah. wasn't just the NBA. So for right. me, I was very upset to see this because we, we have gotten a watered down product in the playoffs. The games have been good. I don't want to take away from the, like the games have been exciting, but the product to me is a little down because of all the injuries. Kawhi Leonard, you know, LeBron mm -hmm. James got hurt. Anthony Davis got hurt. Uh, you know, Kyrie Irving got hurt. So many, Kevin Durant was hurt for the majority of the season. There's so many guys 
that were hurt, so many soft tissue injuries that happened this season because of that quick turnaround. Like, were, were you just as frustrated as I was in regards to how the NBA was just quick to just, like, kind of rush this season along just, be, just so they can kind of recruit some money? Yeah, man, I, I was. And I'm with you. I, I, I'm an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Even though I've coached for, for 12, 13 years and, yeah. and did all stuff, man, I, I love that part of it. But I remember what it was to be an athlete, the work ethic that needed to go into the gym. Um, and I say, and I played football, so I'm talking about, you know, the, the weight room. I don't want anybody to think right. like I play basketball. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, you know, the weight room, the training, the outside running, you have to do track. You got to do all kinds of stuff. Right. So I was kind of disappointed and, and frustrated with the NBA because usually the NBA takes care of their players. Yes. Usually they're so, so, I don't know how can I say, they're on the front, the front as far as how a league is supposed to take care of the players. Absolutely. The NFL is way behind. I agree. They don't do any of that stuff. They don't care. But as far as the NBA, you, you we've always seen them, you know, let them express themselves, right. um, take care of matters. If, if there was a social, you know, like with the George Floyd, everything going on, they were allowed to to take care of uh, express themselves on the court as well. Right. So the NBA allowed that, you know what I'm saying? The teams, the owners, yep. they allow that to happen. And it's good. It's, it's a good thing. So I was shocked when I'm like, man, they're going to they're going to turn these guys around and then tell them to play another 80 or whatever amount of games. Like seventy, like I don't think that's I don't think that's that's good for the body, right. especially how I know. Uh, and I, I don't say I know like I, me and LeBron hang out, but I watch <laughs> I watch LeBron how he's taken care of his body over the yeah. years, which in just that alone is amazing. To be you know 36, 30, going on thirty seven uh, thirty seven years old, and he's he's in I mean he's in Tip he's in great, shape. Yeah, yeah, he's in great shape. You know what I mean? But that takes time to do that. That right. doesn't that doesn't happen all year long. You have to that takes time to get in that mode. And then you steal family time as well. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like you're stealing a little bit of family time. I personally think, I don't think you should have started in December. I don't think you should have started in January. If you're going to play in February, in, start yeah. in February, I know you're not going to get your money, but you're going to have a, you know, do the same thing that you kind of did, not the bubble stuff, but, you know, play, play a game, play a playoff game to see who gets in the playoffs and then right. just end it and let these guys have a normal type of, of life again of getting back to their bodies because like you're right i think it's more than just than Kawhi leonard and, and ad it's like 10 or 11 yeah, NBA a lot of guys, stars yeah. that have gotten injured we're not watching and then that goes into your we're in bizarro land because we right. don't usually see these guys doing this you exactly. know what i mean um i would love to see Kyrie in the nets and and to see what harden excuse me and durant would have done in that series if Kyrie wouldn't have gotten hurt you know what i mean yeah, um, that injury in itself is not more of a uh, um, because of the season, just the way he landed. But I would love to see these stars and see what the outcome would have been now. If maybe we don't have Trey Young shimming at the three point line. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was I was I was upset and upset because the NBA usually takes care of them. And they decided to go the money route as opposed to let me take care of my players who bring in this revenue yearly for me. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? So, yeah, now, yeah I, I, was, I was a little disappointed, man. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, right? Because like I, you know, I had to argue with my friend because he's like, oh, you know, the league, you know, they 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 have to take care of the uh, of the 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 small time workers, you know, the the janitor. I said, I understand all of that. That's not that's not my gripe. I said, but who makes the league go? It's right. the players. If you don't have the players, there's no league. You know what so you could, you know, but you guys. could, but you. I don't mean to interrupt you. I, you know what's funny? I had that same conversation with people. Well, we got to yeah. get back, and, and I get that. But we 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 got to think outside the box a little bit. Right. You could have had high school championship games in there. You could have had a high school season in there. Let the high school play on the NBA court. Right. 
And then you still have the workers work, whatever they got to do. They might not recoup a lot of money. You could have had charity matches. You could have had celebrity uh, uh, basketball game tournament where, where it's a celebrity tournament. You know what I'm saying? It's a 12-week celebrity tournament, you know, playing in, in basketball, whatever the case may be. You could have had whatever you wanted to do. You could have concerts. You could do whatever you want in that stadium. Right, right. I think thinking outside the box would have been better than, again, we're talking what? We're talking two months? We're talking yeah, two, two months, months, two more months, give them a total of three months to recoup, and then Let's get back into the NBA exactly. a, little, a little bit. Exactly. But you're right. They didn't want to do it. They thought it'd be a perfect time to unleash it during Christmas and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, Just, I know yeah. them. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't. It didn't look good, as at least to me. No, nah, of course, man. You know, you, when you have your face of the league in regards to LeBron James, very yes. upset. And he was very, very candid and opinionated in regards to, you know, he wasn't happy throughout the entirety of the season. And then he had that, you know, he had that, uh, that, that, that Twitter that tweet yeah. that he put out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I told you so. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. it's like, you know, listen, you got to take care of your guys. You like if say LeBron would have tore his Achilles or <sighs> tore an ACL, like you're you're talking about oh, one of the biggest generators of income for your league gone for at least another year and a half. Like, what do you like? You got to you got to be smarter than that. And, and, and he, you hit it. You hit on your head, man. If he would have got hurt. Oh, my God. All hell would have broke loose. All hell would have Yeah, Because how big is LeBron to, to, to sit there and tweet like, yo, I told right. the I told the officials and the commissioner not to have this season. Right. Like, like, damn, LeBron, you can call this guy up at any time. And tell him, <laughs> cancel this. Season. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus, oh, yeah. LeBron, you're, that, you're that guy. LeBron got a direct um, line to Adam Silver. Exactly. Right? And, and shout out to a real quick side note to of, since we're on LeBron a little bit. I don't know if you heard, man. You heard that his school, that the kids that started his school recently graduated. Did you hear yes, about that? Yes, yes. I and did. they got they got those freaking tuitions, the free 193 kids, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to LeBron for, for being the king of, of humanitarian. You know what I mean? Like nah, that's, he's, he, he's, that's dope. He's 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 the best, man. Like I, you know, <sighs> the thing for, for people that hate LeBron the way they do, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. You know what I mean? It oh, really I know. doesn't. It really well, doesn't. Well, same thing with Tom Brady. Everybody freaking oh, same thing. Same face thing. this guy, and you're like, hey, this guy's just, I mean, what do you want him to do? He's, <laughs> yeah, he's he, good. Like he, he keeps winning, just just accept it. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. I had to see this guy twice a year, and I'm right. still like, God, Tom Brady's so good. <laughs> like, like he's really good. <laughs> right, right, right. Definitely, yeah. man. Yeah. So I, so let's segue into the other, uh, you know, uh, series on the other side. Sure. Western Conference, we got the Suns and the Clippers. Now, Raul, if you listen to my show, mm. I hate. I'm going to use the word hate. <laughs> okay. I hate the Clippers. Like, I, with I, a passion, I always, huh? Yeah, with a passion. I've always yeah. told this story, and I, I, I want to see if you laugh as well. Since I've been a kid, like, I, I've always been a 2K gamer. You know, even, yeah. even the days of NBA Live and stuff like that. NBA jams and stuff. NBA yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah. No, I have never, and I repeat, I have never used the Clippers. <laughs> like I, I don't yo, think anybody has, man. When I see, did. When I see that logo, the anger that comes across me. <laughs> what, it's not, it's where does that come from? Where does it's that un- come from, though? What, what, what is it? What is <laughs> it though? Where it comes from is that I'm a Laker fan. So I, you know, ah. I grew up. A, I grew up a Laker fan. My mom was a big time Magic Johnson. You know, gotcha. Pat, you know, a uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. So I grew up loving Magic. I grew up with the Lakers, and you know, the fact that the Clippers have always just been this this team that's been around, like this this throwaway little thing on the on the side, and they've they haven't <laughs> been good. You know, right. it will always just my 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 punching bag, right? Right. What right. What, what really got to me? <laughs> Uh, what really got to me is when they opened up the Staples Center, right? Because you mm-hmm. know we the Lakers played at the Forum, um, and the Clippers were there too. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. This is supposed to be the home for the Lakers. Yes. Why are they here? 
<laughs> like why are they, they can't get their own we building? We have a turf war now. Yeah, now like it's like yeah. it's like that. Now ain't no turf war. We in we we in the palatial estates on the third floor. They in the basement. You know, right. I always say that you know they got the space heaters, they got the dehumidifiers downstairs, <laughs> they got the first down jackets. They need permission to go upstairs to practice. But now, how I feel right now, Raul, is the fact that they have they have kicked the the basement door open. Mm. They, they they are now they are now confiscating and 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 they help and, yeah. they're holding the they're holding the staples center ransom they're holding it's, it hostage it's, it's like you know what you know what it's like it's almost like the movie baby boy when he's right. in the refrigerator drinking the juice yeah man you're it's like, like why are you old, naked in here drinking juice like, like what you what you doing up here man you you, you you're not so, you're not supposed to be up here you're not supposed to be in here where my mama at man you're supposed to ring the doorbell twice or something ring right. the bell twice like right, now, right. now they're here let's shout to the clippers the fact that they they've never been to a western conference finals but right. you know, what are your thoughts on who wins this series? Do you think that there's a there's an advantage either way? So man, so okay, so you're frustrated with the Clippers. I'm frustrated with the Suns. Okay, <laughs> I want the Suns to actually win. Yeah. I actually like Devin Booker. I think it's Chris Ball. Chris Paul is due, but um, I'm I'm gonna I'm say this, man, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong because you're you you're gonna laugh when I say this. I don't think Chris Paul should have played the last game. But I don't. Bro. I, I don't think let, you should have been let me, let me give you okay, one of okay. these. Let me give you one of these. I, All right. I was I, everybody. I'm on Facebook. You know what? And when we get off here, I got to get you on Facebook. I'm Definitely. on Facebook defending the fact that I'm like, yo, why is Chris Paul in this game right now? Right. And people are like, yo, he, what do you mean? Chris Paul's the team. And I'm like, yo, he's been off for 11 days. Make it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what is I mean? Don't get me wrong. Play, but not these many minutes, especially when I we got to do like Payne, who just went off on these guys. He's right. figured out. Right. Oh, shit. I'm the X factor. I, you know I, what I'm saying? I I a thousand percent yeah. agree with you. Like when you look at his line, like if, for people that don't study the game of basketball, right. they just look at stats. Oh, you know, he had a double double, had 15 assists, but he had a minus 15 in the game. Yes. He shot five for 19. Like, Horrible. bro, that is not conducive to winning. And going to your point, Monty Williams should have said, "Listen, Chris, we're gonna play you." We're gonna play you at least. Right. We're not gonna play you no more than twenty-five or thirty minutes tonight. Like to get back in it. Yeah, I agree. And, and if I see if I see that you're struggling defensively, which he did, Bring, I gotta pull on. you out. Cameron Payne is playing. You know we have a we ha we have a a, a a rhythm here that we've established over these first two games. Yes, you've disrupted that rhythm. Now, granted, Monty's gonna find a way to get them back to how they need to play to incorporate. But what I saw in that game is the Clippers. They, they enforced their will physically. Yes, they you know did. what I'm saying? They frustrated them. They allowed they, the 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 Suns allowed them to push them around, and we saw the Clippers dominate that game. Yeah, and Beverly Beverly's figured out Devin Booker. Yeah, man. Now he's, listen, he's figured him out. It, it may be it may be the fact that the mask is affecting him a little bit. Could be. You know what I'm Could saying? Be. The fact that he broke his nose in three places. He looked like uh he looked like Owen Wilson. That's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> like, he did. Oh, what's no, so it's like maybe you know it's gonna take him a while to get adjusted to that. But you're you're 100 right. I can't I can't take away the fact that Patrick Beverly has done a great job on Booker. You know what I mean? Bro, when I when I saw him when I saw Booker coming up to half court, you know, what I'm saying when the impounds when they inbounded, or I'm sorry, impassed it when he when he's coming yeah. up to half court and Beverly's stealing the like he's tapping the ball at half court like you're not coming to half court, right? And he's all over him. I'm like, oh, Beverly's figured out his moves, what he yeah. wants to do. Yeah, like Beverly's not just playing basketball. Beverly's clearly studied tape on who he's got to guard. Right. Like he and he's done this all season pretty much. He's I didn't a, like the he's a great defender. Yeah. He really is. I didn't like the fact that that they took him or um uh, what's his name? I forget the coach name. Um Talu. 
Ty Lue, that's right. Ty Lue, I didn't like the fact that they didn't play him a lot of minutes during the season. And then he figured out, oh, shit, I got to play this guy because he's he's probably one of my best defenders right now. Right. So he had to play more minutes. But I was upset with Devin Booker as well because – and I get, I get he had to wear a mask. I would not have wore the freaking mask. Yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. Nobody in the – I haven't seen anybody in the mask score 25 to 30 points ever. Well, like, honestly, ever. honestly, bro, the, the mask has history. Richard Hamilton, Richard Hamilton made it popular. He was a bucket getter in that mask. Jesus. Kobe, Kobe Bryant, when he broke his nose, or I think it was his orbital bone or something. Yeah. He worked out in that mask. They, they was, I remember when LeBron broke his, I think he had broke his nose or orbital right. bone or something like that. But, he, but they had, they had days to work on it. Yeah. Like Booker, Booker had, had a fly, had to go probably to a doctor, figure out, okay, you're going to wear a mask. Yeah. Probably what he probably, what it looked like is Booker put the mask on for the first time at the freaking. Maybe. At Maybe. the game, because it didn't look like he was comfortable. And right. Every time he's even running down the court, he's, he's moving. Adjusted. He's, yeah. He doesn't yeah. like it. He's moving on his hands. Yeah. You know, when the ball's being passed around, you can see Booker down at the wing adjusting it in the back yeah. of his head. I'm like, okay, clearly, clearly he has a practice with his goddamn thing. <laughs> nah, it's, it, it, listen, you're right, though. It's definitely yeah. a mental thing, because if you're right. not used to something on your face, it's going to get right. to your head like, oh, my God, like I got to focus on this mask. Right. And I got to make sure I focus on. And the stroke goals. becomes different when you shoot right. the ball, because now you think I got to push it harder. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I'm closer than what I need to be. Right. But but the main game, you're right, is Chris Paul. The main problem was, in my opinion, the rhythm. Basketball's our rhythm. Now, I think Chris Paul, it was his comeback game. So I think he wanted the, the, the spotlight a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Without saying it, because he he forced a lot of shots. When I see I, it, yeah, I think he was trying too hard. Yeah. Bro, he was trying too hard, bro. When he came down the court and he's holding the ball for 12 to 13 seconds, I'm like, bro, what are you dribbling at the top of the key for 12? This cannot be the play that was drawn right, up. Right, move the ball, exactly. Move the ball, facilitate. That's what you're really great at. And when he right. did it, they scored points. They were right. moving around. The guy in this game, for me, is, is gone off is Aiden. Aiden yeah. needs to just, we need to figure out what our f- best plays are with him in the first two quarters I agree. and get him involved quickly. I agree. Because Zubaka cannot Zubaka cannot freaking guard this guy. And that's the thing, too. If you notice the difference between game one, game two, and game three is that Zubac didn't play that effectively in the first no. two games. Zubac had a hell of a game in game three. Hell he of did. Yeah, I think he scored like 16 points. He had like 14 rebounds or something. Like he, right. he had a great game. So He really got, did. After yeah. Isol, you have to... You have to not make him an offensive weapon. If he's scoring, you got problems. You need yes. to make sure that you put him in a box if you're DeAndre Aiden. So well, and, and DeAndre, but that's the thing. Chris Paul could not. I don't. I'm getting frustrated with him now because I'm, here, I'm like, yo, he couldn't. He would not facilitate the game through him. Yeah, like that's the problem. That's what I was seeing with Booker. That's what I saw with Payne. Even when Payne was attacking the rim and stuff like that. Right. He was. They were. They. They could not leave Aiden alone because they know he's going to dominate the paint. So you, when you drove into the to the basket, you're not drawing in two or three guys right. because they you can't leave this monster open. Right. But when Chris Paul's driving and they saw that he's not kicking out nothing, and then I was mad that Chris Paul on defense. I'm looking at defense. He's oh covering God. a guy on the wing, and I'm like, why are you going all the way to underneath the paint? You know he's going to get kicked back out to this guy. Bro, he was a turnstile. In that he game. was. Oh my God, turnstile. it was frustrating. Yeah. So it. I want the Suns to win. I, I'm. I'm. A, I love Devin Booker. I even like the Phoenix Suns. How they've how they've assembled their team. Even though Chris Paul came and Crowder came, they really got their guys from a draft type style. Absolutely. And I like that old school basketball style that they have. And I'm rooting for them to come out of the the West. I really am. 
I don't like the Clippers at all. I've never liked Paul George just because when Paul George played for the Pacers, and and I, I'm a Heat fan, I never liked that series. Like who, who, Paul who, George. Who are you talking about? Waldo George, that guy? No, no, Paul George. I can't stand. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah. I call him Waldo George. Oh, because he's yeah, he's always missing. You right about that pandemic, Pete? Like I can't stand this guy uh, at all. Now he has had a great series, and the last one, this one, I know he missed the free throws and stuff, but to even get them into a point where they could possibly win the game, yeah, you know he did, he has played great, but I can't stand that dude. Uh, I've never been a Kawhi Leonard fan. I've never, even when he's in I'm San Antonio, I've you. never liked this guy because I think we, we've hyped him up enough to make him believe that he is the greatest NBA player. And I don't think mm, that's... I, I like think that. that. Shots, I, I like that. It is, man. You, you've <laughs> given, you've given... But, but that's what we do as a society, man. We, we, t- we sit back and we watch great uh, professional athletes, whoever it is, no matter who it is in whatever sport, and we're yeah. like, yo, he's better than Michael Jordan. That's Get right. the f- Come on, man. Stop. Because we're so quick to tell somebody that he's the next guy. We did that yeah. with Ben Simmons. Yep. Ben Simmons is going to be like, like another LeBron. Look, look what's going on with this kid. All right, listen. Um, you're, 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 you're knocking it out of the park right now, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are, well, we are just to kind of like, you know, piggyback on your point. We are prisoners of the moment. Exactly. Like, bro, no, it doesn't matter what it is. We see a great, like, we had Stephen A. Smith the other day say that. Mm. Devin Booker is the next Kobe. What? What? The insult. I like, know. Listen to me. God, shout, God bless Kobe Bryant. Right. Rest in peace. Right. But if Kobe Bryant could come down from heaven and slap fire <laughs> to Stephen A. Smith, he would, bro. For you to right. make that comparison, like Just, I like yeah. Devin Booker. Right. I like Devin. Good, good player. Don't do that. Don't, don't let's yeah, not. Yeah, don't do that. Right, man. man. Kobe, yeah. we just we just lost Kobe, man. Don't, don't give it another 10 years at least. And you that's the mean? thing. And but but see, even 10 years is too much for me. Because here's <laughs> the thing is, it's like, why do we have to compare athletes to yeah. other athletes? This kid yeah. is 25, 26 years old. He's been doing phenomenal in his career so far. Yeah. He has his team in the Western Conference Finals. He has a chance to win a championship for a franchise that's never won an NBA championship. So shouts to them. But yes. here's the thing. It's like, why can't he just be him? Just let right. him be him. He, like, he's the next I, Devin Booker. Yeah, like, just, like, be Devin just, Booker. just be Devin Booker. Like we, like, you know, as these people have children, these people have friends in their lives. Yeah. We don't say, man, you know, Raul, like, you know, you, you, you doing your thing, man. Like you're going to be the next, you're going to, you're going you're to be <laughs> the next homie that I got over there. That's doing right. This. right, oh, right. Oh, you know, I got a, I got a kid. Yeah. You're going to be just like your big, like they're going to be them. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like we need to stop comparing people to other people. Just let them be them. Enjoy them for what they are. Like, I understand like people always want to use context, but yo, Kobe's Kobe. Jordan is Jordan. Jordan right. LeBron is LeBron. Right. The list goes on. We've always had great players in this league. Stop comparing people to MJ or Kobe because they'll never live up to that standard. Ever. 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 It'll never happen because because you could like I could like LeBron James. You could like Michael Jordan. Right. I can give you so many facts of why he's better. And you can it's never gonna happen. It's always somebody's come, you know, who you like and who you prefer. Now, You're right, though, man. Yeah. For whatever reason, we sit there like, you know. He's the next guy, or he's yeah. better than this guy. And we, oh, if he played in this era, or if right. this guy played that, you're like, bro, stop it. Just stop. Like, yeah, <laughs> stop just it, like, why, why are you making yeah. your brain hurt? Just stop. <laughs> right, right. Because LeBron James is not like Mike, Mike, no. you know what I'm saying? In, in no he's fashion. Nothing but, like Mike. But LeBron is still a great player. That's, what, that's exactly. So let him just be LeBron. Be, let him be the king. Let him be great. This is his moment, his time. And instead right. of tarnishing, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer, like, you know, my, my wife is black, man. I, we, 
my kids are mixed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for I'm looking for heroes all the time. You That's know what right. I'm saying? That's right. So I want I, I love LeBron James on and off the court. I love what right. he's done. So I'm I'm. I'm constantly preaching to the kids like that's who that's who you gotta be a role yeah, model because exactly. it's hard to come by these days. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But you're right, man. These guys, we just and we throw them to the fire. We do the same thing in football. We do the same thing to Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady, this or Tom or Patrick Mahomes is a goat. Hey, bro, it's been three seasons. Like, like I, I get Pat, Patrick Mahomes is right, good. Pump the brakes, bro. Pump like, the brakes now. You're you're comparing him to Tom Brady, who has seven championships. Like, stop it. Right. Like he's got the kids got one. Aaron Rodgers has one. Right. Like let's everybody calm down right. before we sit there and say, oh, he's the next goat. Yeah. Like Mahomes, Mahomes may never get another one. Like everybody's he, projecting like, oh, he'll. Right. <laughs> right. That's not the way football works. It's you not that way. You know, what it's I mean? not. It's extremely hard. That's why yeah. you have to love what Tom Brady has been able to do right. his career and these other these other quarterbacks, athletes throughout the years. But the, another comparison that I never liked, bro, was OBJ, right? Right. So I never liked uh, I never liked Odell Beckham uh, comparison. I like him as a player. Yeah. Um, I like what he brings to the game. But I never liked the fact that it was like, yo, you've never seen one-handed catches like this. Yes, I have. Yeah. Like I've Chris Carter did it every <laughs> weekly. Pretty you're talking about two times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're talking about two times in a pregame warm-up that's really cute. Like I remember Chris Carter doing this in playoffs. I remember right. Chris Carter doing this being down by six, right. catching one-handed catches like the comparison that people do to 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 other players is like, again, I guess it's just for sports debate. But man, it 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 sucks when as a player to be like, you know, they still think I'm MJ. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, here's a question for you, Raul, and yeah. then we'll segue into football after this. Sure. How do you do? You think that there's a greatest of all time in basketball? Like, <sighs> is is there is there? Do you have a goat in basketball? So if you so compare, I don't like comparing athletes or that's but. If I have to have favorite players, my favorite players, right. if, you, if you're asking for my top five. Is yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like, like, do you think that there's a greatest of all time in basketball? I don't, I don't, it's hard. That's hard to. See, that, that's, this is, that, that's the only reason why I asked you that difficult. question. Yeah. Because I agree with you. Is that yeah. always, everybody wants to, all right, if, if people say that MJ is the greatest of all time, whatever. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to, to, to change your opinion. But right, maybe, right. the way I look at things, I'm sure you look at it the same way because just just off your answer alone, I I I sense that <laughs> that there is no greatest of all time in basketball to me in pretty much any sport. I look at greatest in your era. Did you yes. dominate your era? Like yes. think of all the great basketball players that have played. You have Wilt, you have Bill Russell, you have Magic and Bird, you have Jordan. Yeah. Like there's so many great eras in basketball. How can you say that one is better than the other? You're living through one. Yes. What about yeah, you're the right. what about the people that lived through the Oscar Robinson years? What about the people that lived through the Bill Russell years? What about the people that lived through the Magic Johnson years that he won five titles and went to nine finals? Like those right. things, like you you can't you can't just say, Oh, this guy's the best. Like, no, 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 come on. Like, there's been so many great players, we gotta relax. We really I, I agree with you, man. So yeah, you're right, man. I for me, it's hard to name one guy that's been the greatest right. in basketball ever because right. there are too many players that have been right. have been phenomenal. But you're right about one thing. Did you dominate your era? Just like LeBron James. Right. LeBron James has dominated his era. And we can make the KD LeBron, you know, comparison that you that we hear people do. Not even you know, on the same street. It's not even on the same. He's not even in the same city, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. this, this guy dominated the East. Right. There was no problem getting to the finals when, when LeBron he, played in he, the East. He made the East look easy. Right. He made it look simple. And he made the West look simple. I just think he had no, I mean, 
the Lakers. I know you love him, man, but he doesn't have a supporting cast with. Yeah, with listen, what he I, has. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want my pressure to go up in this show, so I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Lakers. Like, let's, okay, let's okay. Let me, let me bring it back. Down. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron has dominated his era, man. So you're absolutely right. MJ dominated his era. Yeah. Whether people like, like, well, look who was guarding him at this time and so this. What? That's so not what? my fault. That's that's right. what the league brought up. That's exactly. what the league drafted. That's what they wanted to put in front of him. Right. That's what he did. He dominated his era. Same nice. with Bill. Same with Kareem. They dominate their eras, and right. that's why they are the greatest of all time, player-wise, exactly. as a team. I don't, I don't do that. I don't like going like LeBron James is the greatest player now, and in twenty seventy-seven, he'll be the greatest player. You know, I I'm don't do you. that. I'm with you. Yeah, man. I don't, I'm I don't, with I don't you. like that either, bro. Yeah. See, see, this, see, this is the thing. This is why me and you, we, you know, we, we <laughs> yeah, we vibing, we vibing, we vibing, right vibing man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, uh, we we yeah. understand that sports, sports is just it, it's cyclical. Like, you know, what I mean, yeah. like there's so many different people that come in and they're great another 10 years from now we'll probably see the greatest athlete we've ever seen on a basketball court he'll right he'll be he'll be six nine he can fly he can shoot like <laughs> steph curry and then we're gonna we're, right. we're, like you know what i mean so it's just yeah. like just i've told i've told people to i've told people the greatest champion Ooh. is serena williams yeah the greatest champion 100%. and my, my kids laugh at me my wife i'm like no i'm serious like you're talking this the greatest champion right cha- like ever is going to be serena Williams. It's, it's not even debatable it's not it's not even you there's show me another person that's right. been that dominant in her right. era you see yeah. what i'm saying other, other than other than tiger yeah I, I got serena you know what I'm saying? right right and i'll give you that that's, that's yeah. a good comparison because you can make a debate for both so right. you're right yeah. um but yeah i go championships i like that stuff man i don't i don't do okay he's the greatest of all time like right. i think tom brady's great I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I like right. how I love Tom Brady and what he's been doing. Greatest winner. Greatest winner. And he's the greatest champion in right. NFL history. Absolutely. Um, just because there's been other guys that have been more athletic as a quarterback right. than he has. But um, yeah, man, yeah, you're right, bro. I'm, I'm along with you, man. Absolutely. Definitely. Now let's segue into football. You said that you're a big time Miami Dolphins fan. Listen, <sighs> I am. I like what the Dolphins have done. Uh, in yeah. the draft. I like what yeah. they've done in regards to building their team. I think that Brian Flores is one of the top coaches in this league i love yes. his toughness i love the the energy i love the i love the identity that he's given this franchise there you go w- what do you think is needed for this team to be able to really be like a consistent contender year to year the one that the thing that i would think about is is tua like they, we need to figure out tua's strength and his weakness we need to figure out quickly we need to figure out what he's good at, what he's not good at. Because Tua, I mean, Alabama historically has not produced no. quarterbacks that are great. <laughs> we have it's just the truth. You know, other um, than other than Joe Namath, that, that's it. <laughs> right, right. And then okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'll give you, and, I'll give you Broadway and he, Joe. Yeah. And he wasn't even that great. You know what I'm saying? No, he, right. He, he, was, just played, he was all right. <laughs> he played in a good era. That's right. He, yeah, he played in a good era. But uh, uh Tua to me. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't very sold on Tua even mm. when he was coming in the draft. Right. So I was I wasn't really sold on him. To me, bro, we're gonna figure out here in the next two to three years that Brian Flores has figured out the team wise. Like so, everything else he's assembled is right. looking great. Yes. For us to go ten and six last year and not make playoffs, unbelievable. That, that freaking hurt my feelings. Yeah. I was like, well, shit, we ain't been ten and six since Ricky Williams. Right. Like we've been I've been waiting for this, and I trust Brian Flores and his decision making. I just question whoever's in his ear about Tua. Mm. Like that's so, what I'm that's so what I'm I'm worried about. So you're hypercritical about Tua, which you should be. Yeah. Do you feel that they should have drafted a quarterback this year? 
so you here's I wish they could have, but they're in they're in that bind that they could not have mm. because you got a you went and took to a number one. You have to play them. You got to play them now. You got Now you got to see where the cards fall. You got to figure out what we can do with them. But again, since I trust Brian Flores so much and, and his decision making, I'm trusting the fact that I'm, I am. I'm trusting the fact and probably in a long time from any coach in Miami. I'm trusting the fact that he's going to develop him and get him to where he needs to be. Gotcha. At least at least to, you know, let him understand, OK, this is actually going to be your year one that you're playing, because for us to here's my blood pressure going up for for us to release Patrick uh, uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, man. Oh, I was pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I was so he played so well, man. Right. And then when when the game didn't go well or Tua was struggling, we basically told Tua, hey, man, go sit on the bench, put your mask on, go give me the old man. He's got to come win these games for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't and, think. And, and that was that that to me, not to cut you off, but, no, no. You, you know, I agree with you. Like, if you're going to go with the young guy, you go can't you can't put Fitzpatrick back in the game. You, you, you like can't. you you got to make the decision to say we are going to win or lose with this decision. You can't waffle a young player in and out of the starting lineup. You, can, you just can't do that. You can't. You got to let if you're going to if you want to go with the kid, you, you take the lumps with him. Exactly. He's got to learn. He's got to right. learn. Gotta learn. The, thing, the thing about that, I was debating with the coach was they were like, well, they did it because they don't trust him. I said, you know what? Maybe or to be honest with you, he doesn't know that side of the playbook and he's only one sided on the playbook. So they have to get Fitzpatrick to come in to run certain plays that they would they think is going to be effective on the defense. Right. It's in right. front of him. So that's probably why they, they actually did it. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But you got to take the lumps. Like if right. you're gonna go all in on Tua, hey man, you got to go in all. Yeah, man, you got to like, go in all in. Right. So if you this year the next we're games. You got you got to just eat it. You exactly. So this year we're gonna go all in on Tua, and that's where we're we're gonna struggle. We're gonna struggle in some of these games because Buffalo is nothing to play with. Oh, in our, that, in our division, that defense is scary, man. It's it's scary how good they are. Yeah. It is nothing to play with. That Bill Belichick looks like he has a chip on his shoulder because he done bought every single player in the NFL from now <laughs> to back in 1986. <laughs> Everybody's Yo, playing for Bill Belichick listen, right now. He he went to Robert Kraft and said, "Listen, just give me a check." Don't don't sign it. How, I, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> how crazy is that, bro? That he went and spent two hundred and forty freaking million dollars. I don't on think different he spent that much in the history of history. The franchise. History, and that's that's the only reason why freaking Tom Brady was pissed off was the right. fact that you wouldn't spend money to keep this thing going. Now, you know that, what I'm saying? Well, let, let's kind of go into this right now. Okay. Now, now we're gonna be Matlock and and and, and Colombo right now, right? Sure, sure, sure. Like. Do you think that that was a shot at Tom? Like, all right, we finally got his old ass out of here. I'm going to spend the money just to show him that I have the ability to spend the money. So this, I think, you know what? It could have been. It could have been. But I really think, I don't think he took that. I don't think he did that for that reason. I think he spent the money because now he's like, oh, oh, you're feeling yourself down there in Tampa, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're you're the reason <laughs> that we had championship. Oh, okay. Let me. Right. Let me get back on my Bill shit here because, right, right. because Bill, Bill's players, his main guys, they all opted out for COVID. Like there yeah, was like man. nine or 11 of them that opted out. A lot out. of them, right, right. Main guys on defense too that, that he, and, and he they, loves. And they still went seven and nine. And they still went seven and nine. So you putting back some of those players that are on defense, veterans that understand how to play the game, right. it's probably a different story. Right. I'm not saying they win a Super Bowl or nothing like that, but, but he does but probably get the playoffs. Yeah. They're better off with it. Um, so that division is, is nothing to play with. And if, if Brian Flores wants to win, we got to figure out Tua now. And, and to, to, for me to even hear the reports, I don't know if you heard them. I'm, I'm huge on the Miami Dolphin website. I'm in the fan groups. I'm, I'm looking at it. To hear that he's struggling in practice. Oh, man. Pisses me off. Oh, boy. Like, I'm like, I told you, like, this is this kid needed two or three years. No Alabama quarterback 
has shown that they can do it other than other than the guy that's up in New England. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yep. yep. So if Mac Jones shows that he can beat out Cam Newton, I'm interested to see what he does, whatever's going on, because right. I don't know if you, you saw the video of Cam Newton missing like 16 players. Oh, but but yeah, that, that's that's the thing with Cam is that Cam has never been accurate. Cam has yeah, never, he, never been accurate yeah. ever. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it no, doesn't matter if you go back to the, the, back to his Auburn days. Like, that's just not him. So right. I think that I think that Bill is going to give Cam as much opportunity to be good this year. But Bill is a Bill knows the quarterback position in regards to when it's time to make a change. Right. I mean, so and I think I don't think he makes a change. Like if they're if if they're five and oh, he's going to ride with Cam no matter how poor he's playing. But if they start to dip and, you know, he may say, listen, we're going to go with this kid. But, you know, going back to your tool point, man, you're 100 percent right. The, you should assign Fitzpatrick again. Yes. Give him another year. Let Tua sit. If what what happened to allowing kids coming out of the draft? Oh my God! I hug years? you if I was there. I would hug you if I was there. What's wrong with that? I have no idea, man. I don't know if it's the crumbling of the of the of the fan base. I don't know it's what the pressure. it is. It's definitely it's the, pressure. the pressure, man. Because you're absolutely freaking right. When a guy came in that was a great quarterback and he was behind a great quarterback, they let him sit two or three years, right. and that guy became phenomenal. Exactly. That, that happened. Okay, let's let's go back and let's, let's see if everybody knows their history, right? Joe Montana, Steve Young. Yes. Right? You had to sit back even though you didn't like sitting behind Joe. You didn't want to sit behind him. Whatever the case is, Steve Young becomes a Hall of Famer. Right. Same thing. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. You're right. Like, what is the problem with letting these guys sit behind him? There's nothing you know what wrong I'm saying? with it, man. Like, especially, especially for an organization like the Miami Dolphins that there's no rush to win right now. So None. let Fitzpatrick or whoever you decide to be the to, to be that bridge quarterback, let him start, let him, you know, make, make the team compete. If you guys get to the playoffs, then cool, that's great. Like, you know, right. you can be able to focus on that while you're developing this young kid, while you're having him understand defensive concepts, while you're while he's, you know, trying to trying to understand audible at the lines and stuff like that, different schemes, how to move the line, how to recognize a blitz coming and all that stuff like all of these things take time. It takes time to develop a guy that did not have that type of development in Alabama. Alabama is a pro factory. But the thing is with them is that they don't focus on the quarterback position because they don't have to. It's about, it's about uh, you know, RPO. It's about running, running, uh, uh, running the ball. It's about having big time wide receivers that can get separation that the quarterbacks don't have to do much. They right. just have to do two step drops and throw the ball and somebody's open. The, right. defense, the defense is great. Like there's not much, there's not much development wise for quarterbacks because there's so much more going on in Alabama that it's a factory. Like they can't, right. they, they, they get the same type of quarterbacks all the time because why Saban has a system. It's That's it. That's it. Right, so right. Fit his system. If you're a running quarterback that you can be able to use your, you know, your athleticism to get me first downs and complete a couple of passes. That's all I need from you. My well, that's that's all they've ever, that's all they've yeah. ever done. They, they've produced what? Derrick Henry, yeah. Mark Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Like they've produced all these freaking humongous running backs that right. all you got to do as a quarterback at Alabama is just complete 20 passes. Just complete them. That's just it. Get, just give me 20, you know, right. maybe you, 20 you know, slants, outs you, or some you, shit. You could throw 15 passes, just complete <laughs> complete 10 of those. And we're and we're good. And you we're and we're going to win the game. The yeah. defense is going to do what they got to do. We're Alabama. People are already mad that, that you know, that they got to play us. They're already scared when they see the exactly. A on their helmets. 
there's nothing much you got to do. So that's why Alabama hasn't been able to, to do much. Exactly. You're right, man. I, I, I don't, I'm, that's the only portion of the Miami Dolphins that I am like, okay, that we're going to get tested because defensively we were okay. Right. Um, we don't have enough weapons. I, I like the fact that we got Waddle. Um, I was hoping for Devontae Smith, but okay, we got Waddle. Waddle would have won Heisman if he well, wasn't injured. That's what I'm saying. Waddle is legit, man. That, Waddle's that, legit. He is special. I just hate the fact that we didn't go get a running back. Um, right. That's that's another portion of my frustration is Najee Harris was on the menu. So was C.D. Aaron. Like, let's go get one of these yeah. backs to help out our quarterback because you know damn well you cannot throw 30 times with Tua. Like, like let's. You're, you're not a you're not a Miles Gaskin fan. I am. I think Miles. I think he did great. But but this is a two back, three back league now. Okay. Okay. This is not. This is not a a a. How can I say? There's no more Terrell Davis's toting the holding the rock 30, 40 times. There's right. no more Marshall Fogs or Danny Thomason. Unless you're unless you're a, a Henry, like then then you'll get then you then you're gonna tote it because if you're six, I don't know how, what is he six five two six, six three or something like that. Oh yeah. my god, he's he's a he's a moving wall is what he is. So like <laughs> like yeah, unless you unless you can have that built that you can take yeah. on that pounding. Yeah. Okay, but but bro, think about it, man. When Terrell Davis was playing, linebackers were five eleven. You know what I'm saying? Six foot. Now you got people like Devin White who are six one moving at four four speed. Like right. this is ridiculous. Yeah, what linebackers crazy. are so Henry right. is the equivalent. He can take that that pounding. Yeah, I like Miles Gas. I, I think he catches well at the backfield. I think he he plays really hard. I love how he plays. I do, but there's no way running back talent. You let the the running back from Clemson and Alabama's running back slide all the way down when you know you have issues with a quarterback like. I haven't seen Miles. I haven't seen Miles take 30 snaps, man. Like he hasn't run the ball 30, 40 times a game. That's definitely you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if that's the case, let's give a one-two punch here. Let's let's right. make a, a running back duo because that's what the league has turned into. You need those duos. We don't have running backs to take the pounding anymore, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's, here's a good question for you, Rob. Sure. You have um Gurley still out there. Yeah. Would would you be happy if the Dolphins go get Gurley? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset. I don't think it's going to help us, but uh, in the sense of like winning a bigger games. But I, Gurley, I love how he played in Georgia. I love how he was a running back like Gurley's not. There's nothing, in my opinion. I don't think there's anything negative too much other than maybe injuries, but right. he's not a 30 down back, too. So if he can split with Miles. Yeah, I don't That's I don't mind saying. that. And, and yeah. Of that duo. You yeah, know what I'm saying like, I don't mind that. I, I would I don't know how he hasn't had a job yet. I think people are worried about his health or maybe his, his knee, maybe and, his and, price tag. Maybe he yeah. wants a little bit more than people want to give him. So he, he does. And that's why I think you, if you go get a kid, a rookie, right. Who right. can, who has the upside, you don't have to pay him as much, but yet you're sure. going to get a good four years out of him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then, it, then okay, let's, let's go get that, that aspect. But Gurley, yeah, if Gurley came down to Miami, I wouldn't be mad at you because or mad at the team or, or Brian Flores, because they're doing what they got to do. They understand at least let's me know. They understand what they have. And they're like, right. okay, we need another back. Because other than Ricky Williams, who, in my opinion, and, and everybody argues with me all the time about this, is the greatest running back for the Miami Dolphins. Not the league. Listen, not the, not he, was, he was good. The man, oh, my God, bro. Bro, I'm, I'm a Hispanic slash half-black male that wish I can grow dreads like Ricky. You understand? <laughs> I love Ricky Williams, bro. I got jerseys in. I got all yeah. different types of jerseys of Ricky's uh, in my closet, man. Yeah. I always love Ricky. And if he wanted to smoke weed for another 10 years playing for a dog, I ain't give a shit. Like, you know, you know what you got to do. You know what I loved about Ricky Williams, man, is that even at Texas, 
Yeah. When he had the visor, the visor is what what it is what made him look cool. Then he got to the leagues with the Saints. He had the visor, Bro. and then when he when he came back with the Dolphins, I'm like, man, that was my guy, man. People Rick- thought I was crazy when I said Najee Harris is like Ricky Williams. I hey, listen, that's a fair that's a fair comparison. That I mean, muscle. I mean, I think Ricky was a little bit bigger, but yeah. Najee's a little faster, but. If you ever get the time, bro, and you watch Ricky Williams highlights or anybody out there, if you ever get time to watch Ricky Williams highlights, either way at the Saints or the Dolphins, most of the Dolphins, you're going to have a fantastic five and a half, six minutes because he was sensational, bro. Yeah, definitely. He was great. I know everybody likes Ronnie Brown because that's I, that's the discussion I had. In that yeah, Facebook Ronnie group. Brown was good, too. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, Ronnie Brown was like, bro. <laughs> He just he, was, was, he wasn't healthy enough, man. He was a great gimmick, man. We, right. we gave him the wildcat. He was a wildcat running back. But if you talk about Ricky, get downhill right. or outrun you to the sidelines, like, 30, 30, 35 touches, 35 carries. Like, you know, he was a bro, his first season there. He broke 2,000 yards. Like, bro, Ricky was a monster, man. Yeah. So that's what I've been waiting for is, the, is another. <laughs> I've been waiting for another Ricky. But Miles <laughs> is good, man. I, I, I We'll see what Brian Flores has to bring to the table. It's not going to be easy in his division. Um, it's definitely not going to be easy in the next two years and with Tua's frustration because, yeah. uh, but, but you hit on the head early and I don't mean to keep circling back, but you don't hit early. He's in a good spot where nobody's, there's no pressure to win right now because right. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little secret here down here in Florida. Every single Florida team doesn't have expectations to win. I'm going to tell you that right now. And you said except Tampa. Well, it's now for now. Right. For, for now. now. Right, right, right. For right. now. But before bro, everybody was happy at nine and seven. Eight, oh yeah. Eight because oh, yeah. We made some money. We won some games. Let's go back to the beach, and the, we're all good to go. Like you know what I'm saying. But now that Tampa has, and I, I joke about this on my on my podcast, and again, this is a complete joke. I think they just got cocaine money running through this Gasparilla <laughs> boat that's up here in Tampa, man. Because everybody wants to come play for freaking Tom Brady, man. I'm right. like, how much money y'all got? Like Tampa is the destination now. Can you believe yeah. that? You know I mean? Like everybody's like, you know, how much you gonna pay me? Oh, like in chips and wings? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll fucking that's yeah, fine. I'll go that's play. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. I, y'all, listen, I said, I said, Raul, that if they get an injury, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if Julian Edelman finds his way in Tampa. Here's a beautiful hint, man. You said you're up in Connecticut, right? You're up there? New York, New York. You're in New York, right? Yeah. Yo, down here in Tampa, man, I seen Julius Edelman. All right, see? All right, so, bro, then. Bro, we were, we were down here. Here's a funny story. And it's so funny because I was, I was trying to get my phone out to take a picture, man. But... He was in a, he got into an Uber down. He was an Ebor down here. Mm. And I'm looking, I'm like, that is that Julius Edelman? And I'm, wow. and everybody's like, oh, are you drinking? I was like, yo, I don't drink. So I'm like sober, sober. I'm like looking at, I'm like, I think that's Julius Edelman right now. What would he be doing down here? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, there's some, there's again, some backyard. I know, yeah. I know his boys here. I know he might be visiting. He might, you know, he's retired now, whatever, but you're visiting. right. Yeah, yeah. Visiting. Yeah, visiting. Yeah, because Gronk visited here too right. before Gronk came. So, uh, but you're right, man. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Julius Edelman on, on, on some kind of roster or, you know, reports late July saying that he wants to play football again and he wants to be with his boy Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not surprised. Definitely. I, I agree with you 100%, man. Now, yeah. segueing into, into baseball, I don't know if you follow baseball, but do you, oh, yeah. what are you, what are your thoughts about this new pitching substance check? And, <laughs> bro, it, it is, is the, it not funny though? Is it not it, fun? It is, it is a complete disaster, but it's comedy. <laughs> like what, what I saw Max Scherzer do, like it was taking you know, his he, pants off and shit. Well, like he's he like, was just like, my, bro, listen, if you want to, you, you want to check my, if you want to check my stuff, man, go ahead, man. You want to check yeah. under my, my scroll. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, it's ridiculous. Like, what are your thoughts on the, like, cause I, I'll say my point and then I'll let you go. 
Sure. I think that baseball right now is in desperate mode. They're in desperation mode to try to get the casual fans to watch the game because, bro, I've never seen in any sport (laughs) in any parts of the world that a rule change happens mid-season. They always say, okay, we understand that people are upset. We understand that this rule may be a little crazy. We will discuss it after the season. Not not Major League Baseball. We're going to change it right now. Right. Like, what are we doing here? So that's funny, man, that you say that, because we talked about the NBA rule earlier, right? Yeah. Could you imagine they put that rule in right now at the playoffs? Oh, that, that would be the equivalent of like, what the with, hell is with, going with, on right with now? With these crybabies in the league, oh, they would have been crazy. They, Dre Young would have lost their mind. They would have quit, bro. They would have yeah. all quit and said, forget this. I'm not playing. No I'm more, not playing. I'm good. All right. All right. Uh, uh, I tell you what, man. So the, the rule, I think baseball, Major League Baseball. I think they are desperate. And, and yes. I'm going to say like this. They're desperate because two things. They do not want a repeat of what happened with the Houston Astros. Okay. They don't want they don't want something cheating to happen um, that they probably caught midseason or they probably got worried about. You know what I'm saying? But, so, here's, the, but here's the thing. Not, I, I just want to interject. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Yeah. Like, baseball has always been dirty. They have completely. a long history completely. of dirtiness. Completely. So it's completely. Like, for them to behave this way, it's like, I, I just don't get it. Go, go ahead. Bro, you, you hit it on the head. Baseball is always, listen, <laughs> listen to me. Even Little League Baseball is good. Right. Like Little League Baseball it's is It's all rough. about getting the advantage. Exactly. Listen, I co- I got to, I didn't want to coach, but I had to coach my son's baseball team with two other coaches. Yeah. And I've coached high school football. I've been in playoff games. <laughs> I have never been that more intense in a Little League Baseball game <laughs> than I have in goddamn, in year, like, bro, I'm sitting here legit. Like, I think these people are going to fight. Like, what right. Is going, is, right. Baseball is a thinking man's game, but you're right. It's been all always been something some way of getting some kind of advantage or something happening right the rule change is ridiculous in my opinion in my opinion i think it's crazy to do it mid-season i think you do it during the the off season season. talk about it absolutely like every other goddamn professional sport does you know what i'm saying because could you imagine if we're we're five weeks into the nfl and they're like hey listen you can use your head to to tackle people right right yeah we're we're going back to the old school way of tackling like what? Wait, wait, what happened now? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. Just... My play is going across the middle. It's completely changed. I can't go there no more. But the baseball, I think that's what it is. I think it's out of desperation to try 100%. and try not to let another Houston Astros fiasco happen. You know what I'm saying? To let, let something crazy go on. Um, I, 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 st- I believe people do use substance. I, I do. I, I don't I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that that they use some kind of sticky substance along the way. This year has been more crazier than any. Um, and I, you know what? I, I didn't even follow to see why I got initiated so hard, but I, I will know, I, man. I will tell you. Yeah. Here's here's your crash course now. Okay. They the spin rate for pitchers, right? right? Yeah. So you know, strikeouts are way up. Yeah. Adding average has been the lowest that it's been since the dead ball era. So we're talking about a hundred years. Okay. Right? Hundred years. It has never been this low since that point. Mm-hmm. They are concerned with the offense that there's not enough offense. Pitchers have the advantage with the, you know, they, they their spin rates and all this stuff. Here's the problem. Here's the problem that baseball has. And it's, it's an image thing is that yeah. they've changed their game so much that it had, this is not a sticky tacky, whatever substance issue. Major league baseball has deeper issues. So mm-hmm. Let's let's just let's just talk about the basics, right? I'm a batter. 
I'm a bat. Mm-hmm. I'm an offensive player. Right. I have pine tar on my gloves. I have pine tar on my bat. So when I swing the bat, I don't throw the bat into the stadium, into the stands and hit somebody or hit a player in front of me. I can be able to use all of these things, right? right. To protect people and to give me more grip as an advantage to, to, to get a good hit on the ball, right? Great. Right. What's the difference for a pitcher? It's 90 degrees. The humidity is 110. Some people's hands are sweatier than others. I've seen baseball players be able to stick the ball right in their in their palm because of sweat. That's what I'm saying. So, right, so, right. so now you're telling these guys, remember back in 20, 25 years ago, baseball was not, or pitching was not about who can throw the hardest. It was about control, hitting your spots, controlling the game. Now, everybody, if you're not throwing 98 miles an hour, you can't be a pitcher in Major League Baseball. So guys are throwing faster. So what do you expect a guy throwing 100 miles an hour? He needs to control that ball. He needs to make sure that he's locating because when you're throwing that fast, your your location, you will have location issues. You'll have control issues. So if if you don't have something to be able to kind of help you guide that ball to where you want it to go, somebody's head is getting taken off. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I saw this, yeah. I saw it with Tulane. I saw it with Tulane pitcher. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that with the no, Tulane kid? Same thing, man. Kid was on the mound. He's about six, four, six, five, long blonde hair. Um, great pitcher. His breaking right. ball. I mean, they broke Ooh. like they, Oh my God. He threw beautiful breaking balls, sliders, like everything else. They went ahead and checked him for sticky substance as well, man. Cause they thought he was cheating in the game right. as well. Right. Um, I think you're right. It's an image thing, bro. And I don't yes. mean to catch ball, No, so it's okay. I think it is an image thing, bro. And I tell you what, man, I don't mind them if they got to put the stuff on the ball because here's here's a here's something that I've, I've said for years. Um, when people talk about performance enhancing, okay, everybody sits there and thinks it's what you ingest in your body, right? But here, here's and I have a podcast coming out with Julia's son that you, that you you're gonna actually love. She nice, she nice. does she does sports science, man. And we talked about this, man. She sat there and and broke it down to me. So basically, like this: Did you know there was a Kenyan runner? who uh, ran the marathon in under two hours. Wow. So people thought that he was taking performance-enhancing things to make him run faster, when in right. fact it was his shoes. He went and got lighter shoes, better shoes that gripped, um, that literally when they tracked him on the on the sports science side of it, he ran his mile at least a minute faster, That's two minutes faster. Right. So the question becomes, is that not performance-enhancing? Because back in the Olympics, Michael Phelps used to wear a Speedo suit, a full body one, instead of just the, the one around his waist. He wore a full body one and helped him in order for him to cut through the water better, okay, to make him faster through the water. And it sure did help because he got the Olympics. The Olympics banned the suit the next year. They ban- mm-hmm. Like when the Olympics got done six months later, they banned the suit because it was performance enhancing. Right. You see what I'm saying? These guys that are upset about the picture and all this stuff, performance enhancing, it's the same thing as when you go get a bat to get you less back drag when you're swinging a bat. Hundred percent. It's the agree. same shit, my man. The, you, you, the, the problem me. with baseball, though, and here's a joke for you: the problem with baseball is you stop letting people take steroids, so you don't yeah. have no offense no more. <laughs> yeah, listen, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that point: the fact that they yeah. don't want to they don't want the steroids in the game. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Here's here's the real issue with baseball: is that the analytics and the cybermetrics have destroyed the game. Now, I'm not saying that analytics and cybermetrics don't belong in baseball. That's not what I'm saying. Cybermetrics, analytics, they belong in sports because it allows you, it helps you kind of understand 
different things that you can be able to, you know, it helps with lineups. It helps with certain players evaluation. I get all of that. The problem with baseball is that they completely let it take over their sport. They look at doubles and singles based on the analytics and cybermetrics as bad. A home run is better, right? So what they started to do was they started to teach guys at the lower levels, stop hitting doubles, stop hitting singles, Start, swing for the fence, yeah. Start swinging for the fences. So now yeah. you have more guys hitting home runs. You got guys who are like average players knocking in 35 home runs a season when it shouldn't be that way, but they're striking out 200 times a year. So they told guys it's okay to strike out just as long as you hit home runs and you get on base. That's not right. baseball. Baseball yeah. is about manufacturing runs, bunting over, stealing bases, getting getting uh, singles and doubles, situational hitting. Though that's baseball. So guys right now that are contact hitters, right? Yes. They are not looked at as great baseball players anymore because they don't hit the ball over the fence. It's right. nonsense. It's, it's complete nonsense. nonsense. And you know what? When you look back at the history of baseball, you know, whatever hundred years, whatever it was, when you look at the history of baseball, baseball is not genuine. It, like it's not, it's not geared up to to put up a lot of points. Like you're right. not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to see the freaking Padres win 11 to two. Right. Like I'm not supposed to see a score like this. It, like you said, you got to manufacture these runs. You have to figure it's a thinking man's it's a thinking game, man's game. Yeah. You have to figure out how to get these guys on bases and move around. Right. That's what it's for. But you're right. I think baseball got a little lazy. Let's let's just find a way to swing for the home run. It's OK. And then they went to that money ball concept. Yeah, exactly. Where, like if this guy can hit home runs and this guy like let's generally let's put a team. That's why the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. That's why they're they're an anomaly almost right. because they have they have assembled great players, but nobody's trying to swing for fences here, man. Oh, no, it's all about it's all about right. getting my guys job like, is to get yeah. on the base. Let me get exactly. on base. Let me let me give you this single right here. Boom. And then the exactly. next man comes up. He'll he'll bring me in. like it's it's. But that's what baseball used to be. It's that's, not like that no more, man. Not like that no more. Change, bro. Baseball is my favorite sport. I grew up yeah. loving baseball. I, I don't recognize the sport anymore because. You know, I'm tired of seeing the home run. And this is why they, quote unquote, doctored the baseballs because the home run rate was too high. That's not the issue. The issue is that you need to let these guys go back to hitting school and learn how to hit a baseball. Like for the life of me, Raul, it doesn't make sense. You got guys that doing the defensive shift, right? So everybody's over to the right side. Like it's like it's literally like it's four, you know, four year olds (laughs) playing baseball. The whole right side, the whole left side, third base is open and a guy can't hit it down there. We like right. they used to tell you in, in in instruction baseball, you knock the ball to third, knock it to second, knock it to first, so guys can be able to get their fielding opportunities and practice. You got professional baseball players that guys are completely overloading on one side, and you can't hit it down third base line. Yo, so that's so good that you said that. How does it make so, sense? So here, here's a beautiful thing. I, I found a love for baseball because, like, growing up, I, I did play baseball. My yeah. father wanted me to play. I played mostly football. Did gotcha. track. Um, I went on that route. My son, my 10 year old son has, has shown me that $300 million is in the future. Like I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I, he's I like 10 it. years old and he was playing, he was playing on 11, 12 year olds as a wow. second baseman. Wow. Like, and if you know, you know, second base is not no freaking, oh, no. no slouch spot. Right. Yeah. So he's been playing great. So you, you brought up the third baseline. So this is what's funny, man. So they used to shift, you know, like you said, little league shift. Cause they know the kid can't hit down right. the third baseline. So my son, being such a competitor, he goes, hey, how do I hit that ball down third base? Like, right. t- what do I need to do? I said, well, that's easy. Put your left foot back. That's it. Just scoot your left foot back. That's it. And when you swing, that your, your natural swing is going to take you down third base. He goes, perfect. Right. Yo, my, I, listen, man, my son, my son got up there, and he, he, it, 
he took like three, it went three and two full count and he's trying to get it down third base. <laughs> he, and, and I, I the, the umpire didn't know the rules, but he looks up at me and he goes, shakes his head. This dude sits there and then puts his foot damn near out the box. Right. And swings and finally gets a chopper over that. He ran, listen, man, he ran home when the pit, when they threw the ball back to the pitcher, he asked for that ball. He wanted yeah. that ball. Right. Right. That meant more to him than going to hit a home run. Or right. Like because, he was because, able to hit it because he hit it where he wanted to, when he hit wanted to hit it, man, it was great. And that, that is that, that is going to follow him because he can understand that. Listen, that is what's called situational hitting. Bro, you know you, I got one more short story for you. And I don't mean to blow like nah, I'm so ahead, proud man. of I'm, well because the kid, like he he blew my mind. Like I, I didn't know he could play baseball this freaking good. <laughs> like he blew my mind. Bro, he 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 takes a on a second time of bat on another game, pitcher through a wild one. It's little league, it, it yeah. happens, man. Hit him around the forearm, right? Yeah. Right, right where the elbow connects. And he's telling me, like, I can't move my arm, like it hurts, like oh, really wow. bad. I said, like, let's go to the hospital, go to x-ray. He goes, No, 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 I want to I want to finish. I see his elbow swelling up. Oh, man. His mother's in the stance. She's like, okay, he's got to come. She's a nurse. She's like, let's go. And I'm like, yeah. mm -mm, kid doesn't want to go. His third time at bat, bro, he walks up there and he's trying to take his practice swings and he can't move his left elbow. Like it's swollen to the point where he, he can't, can't extend he can't it. Flex it. Yeah. Yo, the kid goes into the box, into the left. He's a right-handed hitter. He went lefty. He gets in the, he switched hit and went on the other side to hit this goddamn ball. Get out of here. I'm, I, it's the I like tears came to like, I'm looking at this kid like he's such a freaking competitor. He's tough. He's tough. I've never, I never taught him. And bro, he gets, he's swinging one handed at the ball with his right hand because he can't bring the left around. Yeah. Bro, he got a little chopper right down to second base, man. He got on base. Bro, I, when he got on there, the other coach put another runner on there for him. Bro, I, I've never been so proud as a father. So you said Tough. you have a four-year-old son. When you yeah. bro, when you see stuff like that, bro, you're gonna. I'm. I'm telling you, man, you're gonna freaking cry when you see Definitely. stuff like nah, that, man. Listen, and 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 shouts to him, man. Shouts yeah. to his son for that. Like it, it. He's building character. He's showing yes. that doesn't matter. Even if he, you know, God forbid, he doesn't make it to the major leagues or whatever. Like right. That that's a tough kid. And right. He's gonna grow up to be a tough man because he's. But I, no I want him to be like what you said, though. I want situation to be. I want old right. school stuff teachings yeah, to this bro. kid because it, it there's a reason why it works. There's a right. reason why all these old fundamental things. You can change the game all you want in basketball, baseball, football, but the old school will never go away because the fundamentals of a fundamentals game don't go away. Bro. They don't. You like, can't get away from it. It'll always be that way. Even in you know basketball. I mean? Even in basketball. Yeah. You know, you got these guys that are high flies. They want to dunk and do all this stuff, but. The fundamentals are about footwork. It's yes. about learning how to lay up, learn about finishing, uh, yeah. proper form, all of these things. That's the basics of the game Under and, uh, and understanding what is in front of you. Those right. things don't go away. Like you can be able to put bells and whistles on any sport. Those things don't change. And the thing oh. is baseball, they got away from what was great. Yeah, baseball man. is a different sport than hockey, than football, than basketball. It's about those 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 moments. It's about yeah, creating man. those moments. And what I'm seeing, these guys, the, the batting averages are down, Raul, because these guys don't know how to hit. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it. That's all it that's is. What, it has, that's it has, all it is. Right, the fundamental nothing, of it has nothing to do with these hitters' spin rate and all this sticky crap that's on the ball. They just don't know how to hit a baseball anymore. They've right. been taught well. If I'm not hitting a home run, then what do I do? Like, where do I go? With, like, yeah. they don't know. They have yeah, no man. idea. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're hitting like, bro, you're hitting a thousand. Like you're absolutely right. Like they sit there and they don't, 
Tiso's, and, and again, I'm, I see the guys working on it. I see it, but you're right. Like, the, be happy with if you're a guy that hit a single, hit the single. Save the like, single. get on base, man. Like, right. get win the game that way. Right. You don't have to be this Mark McGuire, Sammy no. Sosa type of guy. Like, that era is gone. Like, I haven't seen a hitter like that of those guys caliber in a long time. Right. But yet, everybody's trying to be them to the point where, well, now you're sacrificing the game of baseball. Right. Like, right. what are we, and how much are we going to take? You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. You're right, man. You're right, bro. Definitely. Definitely. So, I like to play rapid fire with my guests sure. before I let you oh, get out boy. of here. Raul. I was, I've been, I've been dreading this the whole time, bro. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm, I don't know how this is gonna work. But yeah, let's do it, bro. Yeah, I listen, man. People have told me that my rapid fire is brutal. So let's see. Let's how many see seconds do I have? Do I have like two seconds? Nah, you, like... you, you have as much time as you want. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. It's just the questions that I ask. They're, they're a little, they're a little tough. They're a little tough. Oh shit. Okay, okay, okay. All right, All let's, right. Let's so, do it. so let's start with basketball first. Okay. All right. Better defender. We have Dennis Rodman or Draymond Green. Oh, Dennis Rodman. You go Den- Rodman. I go Rodman just because of the fact that there was, in my opinion, man, there's nobody that played harder at that position. Definitely. definitely. Draymond does a good job. I'm, I'm not going to take away nothing like from him what he does. Rodman, it's more than just crashing the boards. It was more than the rebound. It was more than the blocks. I mean, you saw Rodman diving for basketballs into the stands. You saw right. Rodman, I mean, hustling. If they told Rodman, this is who you're guarding, like I told you with Patrick Beverly, Rodman went, if the guy went to the bathroom, Robin was with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he sat on the bench right. with some Gatorade, Robin was right next to Facts. him. Like, that's I right. love how he played. And he played aggressive. I love aggressive. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Man. Yeah. I, I go Rodman too. Better okay. defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen? God. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good that's, that's a good one man Kawhi is good man the claw man um nah I gotta go with Scotty because I, as I'm sitting here remembering man I mean Kawhi Leonard has, has had to cover a, a lot of a lot of Hall of Famers you know what I'm saying and guys that he's you know he's gone up against LeBron and, and right. they call him you know the LeBron equalizer or whatever but Scotty man it's something to like I don't see guys hustle from quote from one end to the other, like the like the old school guys do, like LeBron yeah. does, like yeah. Patrick Beverly does. Like I love Scotty would hustle his ass off, man. And, and again, you're mentioning Bulls players because if they didn't hustle, Michael was gonna ream them on the goddamn airplane. Oh, they, oh, they were fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Into your house, like he following your car. Like he's gonna he's gonna deal with you. So I'd go Scotty, man. Definitely. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. Better pure passer. We have um, John Stockton. Mm. or Steve Nash Steve Nash you're going Nash okay I'm going Nash man listen man they, they they show the pictures of Nash but I watched the game when Nash broke his nose man mm. when Nash broke his nose and that thing was I mean it was way worse than what Booker had but it was it, when he broke his stuff right like he I love hearts of champions like you know what I'm saying Steve Nash passing was I mean it was I mean what's the other guy man you know what I'm th- now that we're thinking about passers Mr. Elbow, um, uh, Jason Williams. Oh, Jason Williams, yeah. God, I love, I love him too, man. But Nash, I take Nash over Stockton because Stockton only passed it to one guy, which was, which was Malone. Like that's come on, man, don't disrespect my man Stockton. Stockton was, <laughs> Stockton was good, but Nash Stockton had a little flair with it. Flair, yeah, I like, yeah. I, the, Stockton had flair. Um, he did, he did great. But Nash, man, I don't know. Seeing that guy's hair coming down the court flip around, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was yeah. a tough guy. I, I would go Steve Nash, man. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Let's see. Better point guard, Chris Paul or Jason Kidd? That's a damn, that's a, that's the one that stumped me. I was good into that damn point. 
I was good up until this freaking point of the podcast. This is the one you got to cut out. No, um, no, you know what, man? Oh, Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, man. Because Jason, when he, when he was in his heyday, boy. Money, he was the oh, man. Oh, my God. He was the man, bro. Like, he, I remember, I remember wanting to be like him sometimes, like trying to play like that dude. Right. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm no disrespect to Chris Paul, no disrespect to what he did, what he frustrated me the other night, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Jason Kidd. Man. I'm with you, I'm with you, Rob. I love Kidd when he played, man. I yeah. did, man. He was special, he was special, he was, he really was. Now, here's another one, this might be a little tough one for you, or maybe it may be easy for you. Oh, shit, this is a tough one. I thought the last one was a tough one. <laughs> okay, what, what we got? Better, better hybrid guard. Now, I'm gonna explain what a hybrid guard hybrid is. Guard. Okay. You know, guys that are that play the point guard position, but they're not necessarily point guards, right? Like they can be okay. able to 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 play off the ball. They're a little bit more dominant off the ball. Who would you rather have? Allen Iverson or Steph Curry? Oh my God. You're right. This one sucks. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, AI was that guy though, wasn't oh, he? He was that dude, man. AI was that dude, man. Oh. Steph does good too, though, man. Shit. And I think AI is a lot faster than Steph too, man. Yeah, Steph. Steph is a better shooter, but definitely. Yep. No, man. I, I'm gonna go. I, I I can't do that, man. Because if I go back to the barbershop after they hear the podcast <laughs> or some shit, they're gonna sit there and then they're gonna cut my kids' hair all kind of messed right. up. You know what I mean? Like they go seek their lives <laughs> up and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 get your kids out of here. Yeah, you get your kids back. out of here, and they're gonna they're gonna put like you know. Uh, 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 Steph Curry's name or something, <laughs> in it. but I, I'm gonna go with Allen Iverson, man, just yeah. because what he brought, the intensity. Yes. It was the first time, and I know this sounds crazy. Hip hop and and basketball have always gone hand in hand, but that was the first guy in my, that I remember that really embodied it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. Um, yep. And I I remember always want to be like AI, the answer. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I loved AI growing up, so I, I go too, with Allen man. Iverson, man. I, I love his flair, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. I respect yeah. that one. All right. That was a good question, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, that was a good question. Better shooter. Oh, shit. Ray Allen or Reggie Miller? So I see what you're doing here, man. You started easy, bro. <laughs> these are getting tough as we get through these guys. This rapid fire is no joke, man. Hey, no joke, man. <laughs> this is real shit, right? Uh, real stuff here. Okay, so, um, oh, my God. Who do, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. You're going to make, I'm going to be biased, man. I'm be completely all right. biased. This is all your answer. I, I'm be, not okay, going to contest I'm, you. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be biased because I, I, Ray Allen, what he did for us at Miami Heat, you know what I'm saying? I, I loved him there. I loved him. I've watched him, you know, this is Julius Edelsworth. You remember? So, right, right, right. It's Jesus Edelsworth. Yeah, this is G yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So um, I'm, I'm going to go Ray Allen, man. Nothing against Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was, was, it was I think, well, you know what? Shoot, I can't even say that. <laughs> I can't even say that, man. That's that's so hard of a question, man. Yeah, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. It's a good one, man, because Reggie, I mean, his sister was even bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I got to switch it up. I love you, Ray. I love you, Ray. You're, you did everything for us, Reggie Miller, because I got to go. I can't go with my heart. I got to go with sport knowledge. You know what I'm saying? If you go with your heart when you do these comparisons, people eat you alive. Right, right, so, right. So Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller is, in, is to my, in my heart, better than Ray Allen in shooting. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. All right. Two more and then we'll, gotcha. we'll move the football. Oh, uh, better big three. Mm. The Miami Heat with the Miami Heatles with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Mm -hmm. Or Golden State's big three with Steph, Clay, and KD. I, I got to go with, um, I got to go with the Heat. Not for a fan base. Not, not because I'm a fan. KD is phenomenal, but when, when they... 
I don't, I don't know, man. When they, they, how can I say this, man? I think they caught us in a bad time too. Like D Wade's knees were blown out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't doing anything completely. Bosch was, you know, he had blood clots and stuff. Man, he wasn't. He wasn't what he was. Um, I, I think the big three was better in Miami because it lasted longer than it did in Golden State. I, listen, I agree. I think the, yeah. you know, the Miami Heat. You know, from for, for that four year span, man. Yeah. They, they, you know, they got the four finals. They won two. They won two of them. Yeah. You know, they they were special. And when you know when you got LeBron James and 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 Dwayne Wade on the same team, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go there a hundred percent of the time. One one of your rapid fire questions need to be best duo: LeBron James, D Wade, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, because when that four years, that was exciting basketball yeah, to watch was, with with was. those guys, man. No, it I was agree. it was pretty good. I agree, man. I agree, yeah, man. Right, last basketball question, then we're going to switch to football. Got you, bro. Who would you rather have as a big man? Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, this is probably the easy one. I want Shaq Diesel, man. You going with Diesel? <laughs> yeah, I want Shaq Diesel. Bro, you remember, you remember Shaq when he was I, I mean, Orlando Magic Shaq, like when he was skinny Shaq? Bro, I, I God, he came on the scene breaking, uh, breaking freaking... Basketball was, hoops, bro. Nah, he was a problem, man. But the reason why the reason why I brought that up is because Hakeem, you know, he schooled Shaq in '95 and those. He did. You, you, know you right about that. You, you know, right we, about that. We talking about greatest centers longevity wise. We we got to talk about the cap. You know, we talking about Kareem. So you, you know, it's it, it's it's a tougher question for me. I, I you know I, I I I see your point because Shaq was dominant. Like when you like you'll never see a guy that size right strong ever again you know what I'm saying? right so, and, and, so and I, that's I, a I preference one because like like i'm a like as you could tell i'm a you're, i'm a dominant kind of like i'm yeah. a dominant guy like i want to yeah. like i want to pose my will on people right, you know right. what i'm saying yeah. no 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 nothing to the other players but shaq was a shaq was a problem man you yeah, weren't gonna yeah, yeah. you were not gonna body up on him easily you know Max. what i'm saying and he was gonna he was gonna he was gonna dominate you. Facts, facts. It, was, it was demoralizing a little bit, but yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let's move to football. Sure. Who would you rather have as a quarterback? Oh, if you say two, I'm out of here. <laughs> go no, go ahead, go ahead. Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Your girlfriend, <laughs> and I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. The only reason I say that is because Dan Marino was so stubborn in those years. Yeah. If Dan Marino, if you, if we even, if Dan Marino even offered the opportunity to have a running back like Ricky come into mm -hmm. Miami to help the Dolphins, we win two Super Bowls. Like the, the, it's no, it, when we had Patrick Sertain, we had Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, like we had a dominant freaking defense that Jimmy Johnson built uh, later on. And then before then, when Don Shula's last five years, four years, we were starting to build a huge uh, uh, defense to, right. to really make a run for it. Right. And everybody else in the league has been kind of like dropping off. Cause that's when like, um, you got to remember that's when uh, uh, Jim Kelly started coming down and yeah. Frank Wright took over. Yeah. Um, the Jets quarterback, I think his name was uh, God Testaverde. What he went to the, I think he went over to the Browns or something. Like we were starting to become okay. We could dominate in our division and we could have won. But Dan Marino was stubborn. Peyton Manning, he's a good one. But if we're talking championships, <laughs> I gotta go with old Tommy boy because T Tom is showing me year in and year out that he can adapt to any player on his team. Definitely. Like that's definitely. what he's showing me. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. I hate that. I respect yeah. that. Better coach, Bill Belichick or Bill Walsh? Bill Walsh. I'm with you. The tree of Bill Walsh. And, and again, Belichick has a good one too. Tony Dungy has a, an amazing coaching tree 
of coaches that he's brought onto the league and, and he coached and he did great too. Right. But Bill Walsh, man, he has an, um, like his, his coaching tree. If you ever broke it down, I think his tree has the most head coaches that won a Super Bowl that used to coach for him. Definitely. definitely. If you break that down. So I would go Bill, man. Definitely. Okay, cool. Better linebacker. Who would you go with? Would you go with Ray Lewis or would you go with LT? I got to go with Ray Lewis. <laughs> you go LT, right a, a, LT was a month. Oh, you know, you got me again. Cause now you, bro, you were playing on my heartstrings. Cause Ray Lewis is a Miami hurricane. I am a yeah. hurricane fan. <laughs> I love what him and, and Ed Reed did in Baltimore. Right. I, I would sit there and say, but I would say Ray Lewis. I think Ray Lewis played longer than LT. Okay. Okay. So I, I'll go longevity there. I'll go with physicality. A LT has. <sighs> Game knowledge, I think it will be right. I'm going to go definitely Ray Lewis, man. I'm going nice, Ray. Nice, I love nice, how he nice. played, man. Respect, respect. Uh, let's see. Better wide receiver, who would you take? Terrell Owens, mm. Randy Moss, or Jerry Rice? So I've debated about this a hundred times to people. And this is where you're going to be. You, I, this is where you're going to flip the desk. <laughs> I, I take Randy Moss, man. You're going Moss. I take Randy Moss, man, and I, I'll tell you why, man. The records that Jerry broke were amazing. Right. They were great. Definitely. But Randy Moss has never had a Hall of Fame quarterback like Joe Montana, Steve Young, that Jerry had until he got to New England with Tom Brady. That's fair. When he got to, you know, remember what he was, he set the league on fire with old Dante Culpepper. Right. And oh, before that was Randall, Randall Cunningham. So maybe Randall, Randall was, old, maybe, yeah, maybe that's one. Because uh, I remember them going 15 to one uh, a couple times uh, with Chris Carter. So he had Randall Cunningham when he was a rookie, but then he moved on Dante Culpepper and then he went to the Raiders, which that whole black hole era nobody wants to remember because right, that right. team was terrible. Um, if Tom, if he doesn't go to the Raiders and he was able to be with a Tom Brady caliber quarterback sooner, Randy Moss owns every record in the record book ever in receiving. Not nah, listen. I I agree with you. I, oh, I oh, do you? I, okay, okay, okay. Good. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think um, it, you you said it. You said it best. You said it best. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, it's just, he was, bro. It's exciting. And even to this day, Randy Moss is retired. You still hear kids talk about yo. I mossed you. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you set the league on fire, man. I I I'm, I actually miss a, a player like Randy Moss, man. Yeah, he, he was he was special, man. He was one yeah. of those guys that just. Bro, when he roasted, when he roasted uh, Revis in the back of the end zone, bro, I mean, when he roasted the, the Revis Island, oh my God. And Revis pretend like he pulled the hamstring. Right. Jesus. Yeah, I go Randy, man, all day. Yeah, yeah, now nah, respect, man, respect. Let's see. Trying to find a, a, a tough one for you. Okay. Better defense, 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens? Oh, God. You'd have to go stat for stat with that one because I think those 85 Bears had a – I think they still own one more than the Ravens did. If, if I'm not – oh, God, I got to look it up. Who would I take, though? It's a tough one. It's a, it's a complete tough one because, again, this is, this, is, this is all about what style you are. You know right. what I'm saying? Dicko was a freaking monster, man. So he, he wanted to, you know, take your soul away. And then, you know, the Ravens, the way that, the way that they play, man, that, that shit was beautiful too, man. I'm going to stick with Baltimore, man. I'm going to go 2000 Baltimore just because of E.D. Reed, man. The, 
greatest safety to ever play the game, man. Yeah, listen, that I, that, I like that defense. That 2000 defense, I think they only gave up maybe six offensive touchdowns the entire year, and that's including the playoffs. Exactly. And I I, I, I want to say Stafford, I think the Bears own one more record than they do, and I can't remember that. We had this debate on my show uh, a couple months ago, and I can't remember what the stat was. I think they own one more because I, I brought on a Chicago Bear fan, and he was he was breaking it down for me. But I don't know, man. You're right. They Six touchdowns in a, in a season? Yeah. Oh, bro. That's crazy. Oh, bro. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous what yeah. those guys used to do to people, especially up front. Oh my goodness! Like it was, you could, you, listen. As soon as the ball was snapped, they were in your face. They were in your face, and then that, the bro, that was an era where the running game was was more than the passing game. Right. People couldn't run on the freaking. They couldn't, bro. Yeah, I I would take Ravens now that I'm yeah. now that you got me hype. I'm with the Ravens. I'm with the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. All right, last one before I okay. let you get out of here. All right, bro. Better running back. I'm gonna put in a couple guys here. Yeah. Ricky Williams. I'll oh, see then. Here we go. Heartstrings. Go ahead. LaDainian uh, Tomlinson. Mm. You have Curtis Martin. He was good too. And Marshall Falk. I love all those guys. And you know, I love Ricky, but the last guy is the guy. Marshall oh, Falk. Listen, listen, that's Marshall Falk was that guy, bro. Special. Bro, he he's the, I think he's the entire reason running backs had to go do wide receiver route running. There you go. There you because go. Because of him, man. His, I mean, he was the first dual threat. Oh my back God. Yeah. Yes, bro. He was, I mean, I remember, I, I know it sounds crazy to think this. It blew my mind to see Marshall Falk come out of the backfield into the slot, right. run a dig route, catch it and score. Like it blew my mind as a kid. Like, I'm like, wait, right. was that the running back? That's, that wasn't supposed to happen. They're like, what is he is doing? That, are, are they allowed to do that? <laughs> right. And, 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 make, and he ran into where he didn't look awkward. Like he ran it like he was a receiver. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Marshall Falk for me, man. I, I love that time when he was when he was with the Rams too, man. I love I love watching him play, man. So I, I would take Marshall, bro. I'm with you, man. Like you know, the, my my two favorite running backs of all time uh, mm -hmm. is is LT Ladanian Tomlinson and Marshall Falk. Those guys, how they played that position was just, you know, they they were special guys, man. Like yeah, they man. they thought the game. They had physicality as well, but they can also beat you by catching that football. Exactly. And, you know, it, it were just special guys, man. Special guys. So I'm with you. I'm with you. With yeah, that. man. Marshall Falk is my guy. Uh, he opened the door for guys like James White and, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Darren everybody. Sproles. And, yeah, yeah. He opened the door for all those guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, Raul, listen, this was a pleasure, man. This was a lot, a lot of fun. You know, Absolutely. thank you for coming on the show, man. You know, we we, we definitely got to do this again. <laughs> I, I, but listen, man, I'm available whenever you need me, bro. Whenever you want to, you're more than welcome to jump on with me. I, I got a couple guys, uh, uh, boys from the Bay. These are guys that I grew up with since definitely. I was 14 years old, man. Uh, they have wild stories about me, so you'll have fun about that one too. Nice, but nice, nice. You're more than welcome to come there, and, uh, come on our show, man, and jump on and, and rap with us anytime, bro. Like it could be three in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got something you want to talk about? And trust right. me, I tell you, man, I'm gonna be texting you a lot more with these with these NBA series. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm be shooting you text messages. So if you yes, need sir. me, bro, I'm there, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. And we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely chop it up. I'll be on your show, and yeah. uh, you know, just again, tell everybody your social media stuff where they can find you and what's going on in the future for you. Absolutely, man. So we got it. We got good stuff coming up there in, in, in a little bit, man. I got uh, you're going to laugh, man. You remember Hoops? 
Yeah. You remember Hoops? She's supposed to be coming onto the show, oh, bro. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, no lie, man. That's a, that's a high school crush right there, bro. Like, I love Hoops, man. <laughs> Yo, everybody did. Everybody did. Everybody man. love Hoops, man. I think I still got the Maximum magazine that she was in it, bro. But uh, she's supposed to be coming on the show in about two weeks. She's filming right now, so she's going to be coming on the show. I actually have betting uh, gurus that, are, that have opened up betting um uh, what do you call it? I guess you get corporates or whatever. These guys are making buku money betting on sports and I'm going to have them come on. And I'm also having on in three weeks, you're going to laugh. The guy that streaked at the Super Bowl, he is going to be coming onto the wow, podcast as well, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's Cause I got to ask this dude a whole bunch of silly shit. Like this is ridiculous <laughs> how he did it, but uh, I got that going on. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, it's on the clock radio. Same thing for Facebook. We have Facebook groups called OTC sports. You could jump on there and debate us. I have a, a, a big, good following on there that uh, everybody, debates and that's nice. where i got reamed for the whole chris paul thing um and then uh if you want to email me man on the clock 20 at gmail.com shoot me an email man and let me know if you want to jump on the show because i'm a guy that you don't have to have a podcast if you're just a person that wants to talk sports jump on there and talk to me man that's i'm, I'm happy with doing that with, with anybody you know what i'm saying so up, that's definitely hit me up, up whenever man definitely man so like i said man this was a pleasure man you know keep doing your thing like you 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 definitely creating a, a following a base out there your show was great you know you, you're Appreciate very opinionated it. like myself so yeah. i like to hear guys that 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 stick to their guns that know their stuff and that have a passion for it. and you really have a passion for this man so absolutely man you too bro so again seriously man i know we say it because i'm dead serious man you need me i'm there bro i got you bro i got appreciate okay. you man thank you so uh, much no problem man i'd like to thank my man raul Lascano for coming on the show dude's definitely funny man knows his stuff so shouts to him, shouts to On The Clock. Keep doing your thing down there. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarJensenGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So, who is my winner for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is the Arizona Diamondbacks. The entire, <laughs> the entire team. The Arizona Diamondbacks are my winners for because I'm trying to figure out what's happened to baseball. Like, I I don't understand what's going on. I guess the upside down, bizarro world is not just in the NBA. It's going on in baseball as well. The Arizona Diamondbacks played the Milwaukee Brewers this week. And a guy on the Brewers comes to the plate, gets a single... They had a guy on second base. His name is Daniel Vogelback. So he's running around to score, right? And somehow <laughs> he, he tears a hamstring or something's going on with him and he can't run around the bases anymore, right? So instead of throwing it home, the center fielder is looking at Vogelback as, as he's limping 
literally walking to home base and people are telling him to throw the ball throw the ball and he refuses to throw the ball Vogelback literally just hobbles and touches the plate and scores <laughs> you can't make this up this is not little league this is not some little kid out there that you know kind of lost his way and doesn't understand what's going on these are professional baseball players that get paid to throw the ball and to make these decisions very easily oh guys running to home you throw it home guy trips running past third base you got the advantage you throw home the dude refused to throw it it's like he felt sorry for Vogelback like what are we doing this is a sport his teammates looking at him like yo my man what are you doing I keep telling y'all <laughs> I keep telling y'all that the dummy epidemic is spreading it's spreading some idiot must have touched that center fielder and now he's afflicted now he has a dummy contagion and he can't get it off he can't get it off he sees Vogelback running past the third base line and starts to grab his leg because he can't feel it anymore and he was like yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do here. I, I don't know if I should throw the ball. Should I run and try to tag him? Do something. <laughs> Just don't stand there. I'm telling you, what's my line? If I was in that locker room and I saw him, I'm swinging. I'm not asking any questions. What are you doing? What happened? I'm just swinging. Then we can be able to speak later because what, what's going on? What's going on? There's a reason why the Diamondbacks are one of the worst teams in baseball history. Not just this year. <laughs> They're historically bad because they have a whole bunch of bad players on that team. And man, oh man, that was the icing on the cake for me for the season. Guy is literally crawling home because he can't feel his legs <laughs> and still scores because the center fielder refuses to throw the baseball. It's kind of like if you ever watch the Sandlot and Smalls has the ball, right? catches the ball and he scared to throw it because he doesn't want to get laughed at he doesn't know how to throw the baseball so he ends up just running the baseball in and hands it <laughs> looking at him like you gotta be kidding me what the hell was that like that that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> but at least smalls ran it in this dude didn't even run in it he was just like yeah i'm i, I don't know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hold on to it Ah, and the poor manager, poor manager. Listen, <laughs> Burger King is hiring. <laughs> they always hiring. It's better than this. It's better than this because I don't see how he's going to be able to get a job after this this season. There's, there's just no way. This team is so bad that every coach on this staff will probably get blackballed. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that dude coached the Diamondbacks that couple. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't. We don't want no parts of him. He, oh, he was the pitcher. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, he was the instructor. No, 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 no. We, we don't want no one. No one. If you even say he came from... No, no, no. We don't, we don't want him. And to add insult to injury, they lose the game 5 nothing. So they don't even score. <laughs> they don't even score. They can't throw. They don't score. Nothing. Nothing. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for these dudes, man. I really do. But then again, nah, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad because 
Y'all are millionaires. Y'all are fine. You know, you should know better. You should know how to throw the ball. Damn that. Damn that. No excuses. No excuses. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, you guys have done a lot of losing. A lot of losing. But you're finally winners today for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.